Hey, Low Boomers, got an awesome show for you today. Uh, we're talking about Line A entering the NHL assistance program. Also, the Adam Fantilli injury, a little worse than Seattle told us to begin with. So we'll talk about that as well. Uh, JD also spoke out today on 97.1 about pretty much all of the fans' uh, grievances. He, he uh, came to comment on all of those, so we'll talk about that. Uh, also, the David Yurchek drama. Uh, there's, there's some stuff going on with him. He thinks he should be in the NHL. The front office doesn't think he should be in the NHL. Uh, we'll give our thoughts on that. Uh, we get through all of that, and then we get social. It's a, it's a long episode for you today with some quick points, but uh, this awesome show today is brought to you by High Bank Distillery, uh, highbankco.com for more info. Let's get right into it. Hey, Fifth Line, this is Greg Murray, the voice of the Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Artillery Podcast, the number one Blue Jackets podcast in the world, or so they say. Here are your hosts. Who wrote this, by the way? What's up, little boomers? Hello. Welcome into the podcast episode 272. I'm Kyle. How about that intro? <laughs> this is our first try. <laughs> Amazing. You're doing we, great. We nailed Thank it. You. We nailed it. Episode 272. In. Welcome into the podcast. I'm Jordan. We got Kyle. We got Warren. We got producer Braden here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm three beers deep and five zins in my mouth. It's crazy. I've only seen you have one since you got here. Well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> four intros deep also. <laughs> we are. That'll get, yeah, you. That'll get you going. Hell yeah. My name's Warren. Good job, Warren. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're good at that. I am. Thank you. Yeah. You've done this before, haven't you? Two times. <laughs> Two times. <laughs> Two times. Uh, but no, welcome into the podcast, episode 272. We have a lot to talk about. Do we have to? <laughs> we have to. Listen, the Blue Jackets are the talk of the hockey world this week, and for all the wrong reasons... And what do you mean? And we're we're going to talk about it. What do you mean? I, I, I say for the right reasons. We'll get into you it. You think so? Yeah. I mean, there's no such thing as bad pub, right? No, untrue. No? Been, I've been to some bad pubs. <laughs> well, sure. I mean, those... <laughs> Speaking of bad pubs, but it's also a great pub. You know where I went this weekend? Did you go to Ruckmore? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. did you really? I went, to the Ruck, I went to the Ruckmore, baby. I'm scared of that place. Dude. I got something from them like in my email recently about like some event they were doing and i got invited to it did it surprisingly look for like being only cash only and like not you know going into the 21st century with like taking credit cards they're very adamant about their social presence and emails yeah they, <laughs> they're always <laughs> full <laughs> oh, yeah. they're committed to the bit of cash only at this point. i think so they've got a good real presence on instagram yeah no they do yeah yeah no i was just get tiktok so when i was there point. When I was there, they're like there was these old guys playing pool. They walk up and they're like they're trying to pay for the drinks, and it's you know it's still cash only at the Ruckmore, uh, not even a sponsor. But I'm just talking about them. And these old guys that are like 80 years old that are trying to get with the times, hand hand a card over, and the guys the bartender's like cash only since '58, sir. And he walks away. <laughs> that place <laughs> is that old? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Been around for a minute. Well, yeah. Uh, Forever. Jordan. That's almost as old as Jordan. Mm. Thir- 30th birthday party was there. I think so. Is that what it was? I, it was it, whatever year was COVID. We I am it, upset I didn't know you yet for that We one. rented out the whole place. Like, we had the whole place <laughs> rented out, and it, we filled it. No, we did. It was it amazing. Was I've heard stories about that night. Somebody brought it. Legendary night. And that's had, what I've heard. They brought two cakes. Two cakes. Two you cakes. Don't, you don't need two cakes. <laughs> oh, I don't need two cakes, but I got happy birthday song twice. 
Oh, it was great. That's it was cute. a great night. Yeah. I was in Florida. Good old rock. Yeah, you were. Yeah. You but were we invited. had my birthday party there too. Yeah. And, oh, uh, I remember that. And yeah. then so we went to Slapsies, then we went there. And you that's went when where? You, that's when you locked me out of our apartment when we were oh, roommates. Sorry, you didn't have your own key. That's kind of on you. He's got a point. I don't know how that happened. Mm, yeah. That is a good question. Yeah. That now we're <laughs> reflecting. <laughs> <laughs> what was that first place no, you went to? No. Slapsy Maxis. It's a great place. It's cheap. Yeah. I don't, I don't think Cinemark. it was the key problem. I think the lock wasn't working. I don't know how. It, the, then the, how did the Warren get fine? in? Because there was a time whenever that was an he issue. He didn't have a problem locking the door, so I mm-hmm. mean... <laughs> and unlocking it myself. And getting inside. I don't know who had my key. But I was asleep, <laughs> and <laughs> Haley had stayed at the place. She was uh, out like on the couch and was like, um, there's someone bashing on the door. Banging on the and door. And I was in my I was in my bed, and I was like... It does that sometimes. <laughs> the the door does that. And she's that. like, it doesn't do that. Go answer the door. Never answered it. Finally opened the door. Oh, well, like after two hours. <laughs> Good little bit. And you just like shoulder checked me to high heaven. <laughs> I just did. went right to bed. Whole time my friend that came up from Cincinnati, Nick Mason. What's up, dude? If you're listening, dude. Uh, he was just dude. he was passed out. He was on the, he, he was in the living room right next to the door. Away. Yep. And he's like, I didn't hear anything. I like the, it does that sometimes. It does that sometimes. I hate when my door does that. She'll never let me live that down. (laughs) That's funny. I definitely did a full shoulder check to warm, pissed off, (laughs) and went straight to my room. And I was like, I'm not talking to you. Honestly, if somebody's like beating on the door, you deserve it after 20 minutes of not answering. That's kind of deserved a shoulder check. I I didn't take any harm to that. Like I I had like, I pretty much had like the 24 hour maintenance on the way to like break it down. If you if instead all of you just got, unlocking it with their key, I didn't. Well, you know, <laughs> if, if all go. you got was a shoulder check, consider yourself lucky. Oh, yeah. It was fine. I looked outside and uh, I think it was Eli and uh, Jeremy. Yeah, were in the car and they're like, "Hey," I was like, "Hi guys." Back to yeah, because I called my friends to come get me because I couldn't get in my own damn apartment. Good Anyways. times. Let's go to the rock more. Dude, that's that's uh, where all the great memes. Dude, start. come on! For the like, we're past. I think we're no, pat. my twenty fourth. No. Come on! You know what? Dude, all, I'm right. all right, I'm all right, all right. Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about it later. Yeah, we'll talk, wait, we'll, dude, we'll they play had, they it have, later. They have beer pong, ring toss, like darts. They got everything there. Great spot. I love it. The fireplaces. They do. They do have fireplaces. They got yeah. touch tunes, which I think is mm-hmm. a must have mm-hmm. for any bar. I always have credits loaded on touch tunes. I love going into places that have touch tunes and just fucking up the vibes immediately. Um, playing, going in and just immediately started playing Creed. Yeah, Amazing. no, that, no, that brings the vibes up. We were at pastimes like last week, and somebody kept playing Higher by Creed. Yeah. Amazing, and um, we we killed it though. We were singing. We did. Along with, and yeah. what was the what was the Reba song they kept playing? Oh, it's the theme song. It's Sing like, my works do ours. That one. They played it what? probably ten times. Single mom, single mom who works two jobs, loves her kids, and never stops. The gentle hand of a heart. Of Did you say fire. genital hands? I, I don't know what the lyrics are. <laughs> wow. Like Welcome I, to the podcast. Hey, before we get into hockey, though, I do have one question, and I've been hiding it uh, with this hoodie. How old is it? Where it's like, okay, why do you have a hickey? Okay. Uh, Wait, I was gonna say. Let me start. Let me start here. Uh, yeah, you're hiding a hickey right now. Correct. Can we see it? How first? old? Jesus Christ! That yeah. text wasn't for us. Yeah, I know that text wasn't for us. <laughs> it was a. It was this chick that I met at the dog park, and she loves Boone more than me. But she came over. I'm not gonna say her name. I'm gonna blast her. But, uh, well, 
Don't say that. <laughs> okay. But, uh, <laughs> but well. last night I looked in the mirror and she was still there. I was like, why did you, I had to go to work tomorrow. Wow. I didn't see it. See, I was high. I, I tied my, yeah, my drawstring. You my, do have yeah. it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so like, hold on, hold on. So to answer yeah. your question, going back to how old is too old, I feel like it's too old for me to have a hickey. Any yes. age is too old to have a hickey. I agree. Agreed. You I should know. No. Nope. I don't, I'm not backing down. Even when I was 18 years old and had one, I was embarrassed and felt like I should not have this. You know I, what I mean? Like I, I don't know. I yeah. wear I wore mine like a badge of honor. That's I did crazy. not. I went to work with this hoodie on, and I had my everything like just tied up to as far as I could. Be go. a gentleman. Don't kiss and tell. Don't show your hickeys. Dude, that's, I, that's, well, a thing. that's totally a thing. It was tough when I got my my last one. I had a game the next day, you already and said I went into pitch, and I was <laughs> I was I was on the mound. With yeah, my, yeah, you, yeah. Exactly. So you're too old. I mean, I'm too old. I'm too old. You're too old. Like, be, you have it. But it, it only, she only did it for like 30 seconds. And like, I woke up for like, she had it. to have been sucking hard. Apparently. Hard. A pro. I guess. Good Lord. You're too old. Anyway, I'm way too old for it. It, it pissed hockey. me the fuck off. Dude, that looks like, <laughs> it looks like you got in a fight with a vacuum and lost in the first <laughs> round by knockout. I lost in the first 30 seconds. It was done. Ooh. Brutal. In what ways oh. did you lose in the well, first? <laughs> never mind. Well. Hockey. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Right. I'm yeah, 23. So, uh, news and notes. Here we go. Let's talk about hockey. Um, yeah. yeah, so this week's been fun for the Blue Jackets. I think we all can agree with that. There it is. News and notes. I turned on. up the wrong slider. It's been a rough day. Uh, so first off, we're going to start off with Patrick Laine. Uh, so he, I think we all know, he officially entered into the NHL, NHL PA Players Assistance Program. Laine will be out indefinitely. Um you know, he's he's big on, you know, with his post that he did have. I'm not going to read it, um, but just mental health. You know, that's kind of his reasoning for, for entering this assistance program, which I think we all can uh, sympathize there with. We all, you know, everybody has their, goes through their struggles. So, you know, there's no reason to dog on the dude for, for, for being out indefinitely. Um, I guess, I don't know, your guys' thoughts here on, on Line A being out for this time and, and and kind of publicly coming out and just saying like, listen, I have to take this. I have to step aside. Um, Did he come out? Was there a statement from him? Yeah, he put one on. His That's Instagram right. Story. I remember yeah. seeing that. Yeah, yep. uh, yeah. I'm not. I mean, it, it'd be irresponsible for us to sit here and speculate on why or how or or whatever. And and the time being off, and it is what it is. So I mean, I don't. I, strictly from a hockey perspective, like it it doesn't really matter for the team on the ice at this point because we're past the point of contention right so it's this team's not winning anything this year and Patrick Line being inserted into the lineup might bring some kind of boost may not I don't know it, it didn't at the beginning of the season uh, but right now it's not like I the only thing that I can say for this is that I hope that he gets what he needs that he comes out of this better than he was before mentally physically whatever and that after, I mean, it's basically like now these injuries that are that are adding up here. That we're coming towards the end of the season, at the end of these. So effectively, he's now out for the rest of the season, right? I mean, it, he, it he, appears that way. He will yeah. be. He might be back for the last couple of weeks if he is. If not, that's okay. But I mean, with, with what's happening now with this kind of stuff, you kind of just have to kind of look into next season yeah. in this off season, maybe up to the trade deadline, but. Yeah, so for me, like I, f- I feel bad for Line A. I really do. Like, um, he's had a season that's not been great, and also like 
when we see some type of like momentum from him and and when he when he's regaining some confidence in his game, he's gotten hurt this year. Um, so yeah, it's it's just interesting to not interesting. Like I I understand people are going through through certain things and players. They're also people like us. They're human. You know, there's a natural there's a there's an element there. Or there's a human element there. And uh, yeah, so I I understand you know his decision to do this. Um, obviously there's something that we don't know about that's going on and that's fine. That's fine. He can figure it out. He can figure it out. Nothing for us to worry about. Nothing for us to try and figure out. It's a situation where we just take what we find out and just leave it at that and respect his time away. All the power to him. It's not an easy thing to admit and make the push to do. So we just take it. We respect it. We give him time, give him support when needed. And it's just, I'm here for it. You do what you got to do, man. 100%. It's yeah, tough. if he needs it, go into it. Men's mental health is something that's not talked about often. So I think facts. for facts, a guy to, especially at his level of notoriety and level of celebrity that he has, to come out publicly and make the statement he made and say that he needs the help, all the power to him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So line he needs a, all the support he can get right now from fans, anything. 100%. And, and any fan that's like shitting on him right now about this, go fuck yourself. Oh, yeah. Blow well, chunks. I, I kinda, I've Seriously. taken a little hiatus from Twitter recently, but yeah. I, I haven't seen any of that. Oh, I, no, I think there is the I think there's like, people out there. I think Danny and I were even talking about it and she said something about it, but uh, yeah, like you said, if if people are like shitting on him for that, then that's just like you're part of the you're the problem. You're part of the problem is you're fucked oh, up. Yeah, like, so like I, I posted on the artillery the screenshot of uh Line's Instagram response to everything that's going down. I posted it and like half the comments were like all right, bye. Trade, trade him. Like, it's unbelievable. What, what I, do you mean? Like, just let the dude. He's a he's a he's a guy going through something. Like, just let him figure it out. The, the lack of empathy and sympathy yeah. from a lot of people that are on just and just on social media. Like, I don't I don't hear these things in person. It's just on social media. Yeah. Which seems to be the issue recently. It's the keyboard warriors. Dude. And, oh, damn right. Nobody's gonna say that in person. Nobody. Of course not. Nobody. Not, not to anybody. And I. Look, I, if you are actually on social media saying things like this about somebody who is fixing their mental health, you know, and that Elvis is lumped into that as well. Uh, you know, I, you are the problem. You are absolutely the problem. You are the reason that people that people take breaks from shit like this is because they can't de- they can't deal with all of it. There's yeah people like this all the time that are just shitting on these people like their shit doesn't stink. It's crazy. Like you don't have your own issues in your life, and you're attacking these these professional athletes just because they are in the public eye and they make more money than you. And that, yeah. for and some like, reason, gives you the right. Like they're not actual people as well. It's, and that, it's unbelievable. And to that's me. the other thing with it too is just because they have that level of celebrity and that they're making that level of money doesn't make them immune to human problems at all. Yeah, for sure. And like, like that's something that you need to like people need to understand that every person goes through some shit at some point in their life. And I mean, just because that, just because they're that prominent in a social sphere does not mean that they're immune to it. And people need to take that into consideration. And like from our, from our standpoint, like, listen, we're a podcast and we, we are here to talk about the blue jackets and we are here to critique the jackets and like their on ice performance and stuff. And, and I have no problem when it comes to like the on ice. Like I, I was the, one of the biggest Elvis shit talkers last season because the dude just wasn't performing. You know, like, Line, I've had my doubts about him on ice. But, you know, if he's coming out with this type of statement to where he's like, hey, guys, I'm going through something, 
I, you know, I need to take a leave of absence. And, you know, he is, he, his whole statement was very strong on the mental health. Like I am okay with that, but you know, coming from our perspective, we are a podcast that talks about at least for the most part, the on ice product. And we, we will heavily critique that because we're fans and we want the best product for the blue jackets. But when it comes down to something like this, obviously I think we all can collectively agree that we are here, you know, we wish line A nothing but the best. Yeah. And so. I think on the flip side too, like uh, the people that are being respectful, keep it at that. Exactly. Just let it go. Yeah. He's taking time away. Let him be away. Don't be like trying to hunt down, figure out what the issue is. Don't try to be like overboard in your support and try and make it about you in some way to be like, look what I'm doing. Let him do it. Yeah. Let him go. Exactly. Focus on the game. Focus on your family. And not that it like it, it's it's a matter, not that it's a, you know, a situation in terms of like our season because our season is, our season does not matter. Um, I think so, we can make it. So for him to like come out now, like it's kind of like all right, man, like figure your stuff your stuff out. Um, but if he was to come out and like in a losing like a winning season, I would still be the same way. Yeah, you know, I'll be like, if he has to take a leave of absence, it sucks. But like, if we're actually competitive and we're and we are like on a playoff bubble or in a playoff scenario, like. It would absolutely suck, but if he, he if he was bold enough, brave enough to come out and do that, I'd be like, dude, all right. If yeah. that if that's what you have to do, you have to do it. There's no wrong time or right time to do this thing. Yeah. And and for the record, we were the same way on this with Elvis yeah. years ago when that when that when the shit happened over the summer with with the, the Legacy's house and and all that stuff happened and you know, he took time off because he needed it and took more time off than, you know, we we thought he would and that's fine because that's a you know you need to figure that shit out as a if if your brain isn't working the rest of you is not working that's what controls all of you right so yeah and we were the same way with elvis if you need the time take the time and we're still the same way with elvis you know but it, it with this it's now fresh the line a thing and and yeah take the time and especially with the situation we're in now as a team where we're not winning and it's he hasn't been playing and now he's doing this and yeah, I mean, extend it. If you have to extend the, the time off, then extend it, and then it is what it is. And, yeah. you know, we'll, somebody will figure it out in the offseason, whether it's Jarmo and JD or somebody else at this point, yeah. right? Don't rush it back, especially in this season. Yeah. He needs to do what he no needs need. to do. No need. Daddy, chill. Um, all right, moving on to the next talking point here for news and notes. Uh, speaking of line A, this was oh. this was before. <laughs> what about him? <laughs> Some yeah. good news, right? Yeah, not good news. He's back. Yeah. Uh, this He's was uh, just kidding. This was before Line A uh, entered into the players' assistance assistance program. Uh, there was a quote that came out that uh, suggested that Yarmo was willing to listen to a trade request <laughs> involving a Line A, See? also Provorov, Jeez. and others that are on the board as well. Um, you know, prior to you know Line A coming out with this, when I saw that, I was open to the idea of it. Like I was like, and I've also talked about a potential line A trade for like a year or two now. Like I think we just haven't the the line A that we saw in Winnipeg is not the line A that we have in Columbus, and I don't know if that is a problem of we don't have the right supporting cast around him, which very well could potentially be it. Um, also, he get he he has been notorious for just not being able to complete a whole season in terms of getting hurt. Um, so. I guess my thoughts are here. Like I was open to the idea of it. Now that you know, Lina came out with this latest situation. Like now, I kind of you know sympathize with Lina to where like, all right, maybe we just hold off on that for a second. But prior to it, open. I was I was open to it. 
I was open to it because I feel like Line A has the name recognition in the league to where we could probably get maybe like two NHL caliber players, not like superstars, but players that could benefit this team in the long run if there was a trade to go down. So that's kind of where I was at with it when that news did break that Yarmer was willing to listen to trade requests involving a Line A or a Provorov. I think I think Provorov's probably on the move. It seems that way. There's a lot of conversation around it. Um, I don't know if someone will take him. Yeah, they would. would? Yeah. Provorov, yeah, for the right price. Yeah, for absolutely. The, right price? the, the Line A trade thing, I mean, yeah, I'm with you. And the, going back to the Winnipeg time, for him, different systems. And I think that he fit into that system well, obviously. I mean, he, he was... <laughs> Where's your proof? He was really good in Winnipeg. And then he came here to a new system, new teammates, all this, and didn't play as well. And I think that correlates. I think that there's definitely something there for that. Um, also, Line A in Winnipeg had kind of issues like with like social issues with the team with yeah. his teammates, teammates he yeah. he was uh was it blake wheeler i think was one of the yeah. blake wheeler. um yeah. was the captain, captain was it he was the captain at the time like not i don't want to say hazing but like bullied to a point uh, you know when he was a rookie and and even through and he he wanted out of winnipeg because yeah. he wasn't being treated right by his teammates and the captain so well yeah that's that was that's what initiated the trait that was part of it. For yeah. well, it was PLD well, initiated the trade, but true, it but worked like, out. I mean, it worked out for you know both parties because absolutely kind of yeah. We still have line eight. Winnipeg, Winnipeg no longer has PLD. Yeah, uh, How and about now that stuck? <laughs> and now the Kings are stuck with them. Yeah, and he wants are, out of there they too. Are they they don't like him. They yeah. are not yeah. happy. With they signed him like an eight year deal. Oh, or it, seven year deal. Big money mm-hmm. too. Uh, yeah, but I I so it's not a surprise that he came here and struggled for a second, but. Then he never really seemed to like never get into it, it, right? Out, yeah. And then when he would start to, like you said, he would get injured, and and now this is happening with the with the uh, player assistance program and all of that. But uh, you know, just wishing the best for him. But also, like going past this into next season at this point, like there has to be production from that spot from him because that's oh yeah, that's what he's supposed to be, right? So, and not necessarily running a whole offense through him like we have, and it hasn't worked for the most part. But just getting him in there and plugging him in and and being that dangerous scoring option that we know he is. We've seen it here. I was just I was so disappointed when it comes down to line A and like on ice. I was I've been so disappointed with the fact that him and Gondreau just never clicked. They didn't have enough time to. I don't I don't even think that's the case. I mean, we they tried it. They just never clicked and they I don't know. It just that was my biggest frustration because when, when when we got Gaudreau, my first thought was like, oh great, we have a guy that can be paired with a guy like Line A. That can, you know, it's gonna feed. That can provide the ability for Liner to pop off or Gaudreau to pop off. Like we have that guy now, and it just never happened. Like they, tr- it was just like it was gasoline and in water. Gasoline was it in that country Gas- song? Yes, yeah. <laughs> Two things that really need one oil and water. Oil thing. and water. Yeah, they, they don't. They don't. They don't mix. They didn't. They never mixed. It was yeah. yeah that's my biggest. Yeah. They had their moments, right? But yeah, sure. overall for sure. And they played a lot of last year together on that top line with Boone. So yeah, I yeah I agree with that. That's uh, the Provorov thing, though. I think the trade talks are heavy there. The Provorov trade it would be pretty crazy. We just got yeah. him. Yeah. Now he only has a few years left on his contract. Maybe maybe a year left after this season. Um, without seeing the numbers in front of me right now, but. With the influx of defensive prospects we have coming in in the next year, 
your check will be a will be a full time starter start next season. If we'll, not, if not the rest of this season, <laughs> we'll talk about that here in a second. Matei Chuck's coming up. We got Corson Coolman's coming up. Yeah, Corson. Uh, there, there's guys now in the system that are ready to make the move from their amateur teams into the pros starting next season, like those two specifically. And Provorov with his performance is not like proven that he can stay here on the defensive core. He just has not been up to par defensively and he hasn't been scoring recently either. So he's not making up for it on the other end either. He has a lot of assists. He has just some assists. He's up there in points. Yeah, sure. <laughs> he's on the ice a lot, right? But yeah. especially with Wierenski being out the last six weeks. But producer Braden, look up what's a uh, Provorov's plus minus. I feel like he's probably a minus like twenty eight. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. That and, it, and it's it's watching Provorov play as well. Overall, like maybe not as bad as what we're making it out to be, but the situational turnovers where he's giving the puck away at the worst possible oh, times. Yeah. Didn't he put a shot on his own net, the very first shot of the goal, or the very first shot of the game, like two games ago? <laughs> Did he? He, he was scoring one way or another. He literally, like, he it, it looked like he literally fired it on our net. Mm. <laughs> like, what are you doing, dude? Not as high as you think. What do you think? What is it? It's a minus 10. All right, well, you know. Super what are, what are his, what's his points now? He's got 23 points in 50 games, uh, four goals, 19 assists. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, he's doing okay. All I mean... Right. <laughs> but See, Bedard's like I'd like to like retract every statement. We j- is he really? Like but he plays for the Blackhawks. <laughs> I know, but dude, that's bad. I mean, the Blackhawks, they're going to get the number one overall pick again. Yeah, because they deserve it. Uh, apparently. Of course. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Uh, all right, moving on from that. Adam Fantilli, uh, he suffered a cut to his leg Ugh. from a skate blade during Sunday's game against Seattle. A- scary. Officially a calf laceration. A calf Ugh, laceration. It's just a painful two-word combo. Yeah, to like um, think about. Hey, yeah, I got so hurt. What happened? I got my calf yeah. lacerated. But it didn't hit like the Achilles, so we're good. Right? right. It had like, to be a high like, calf laceration. Like that was kind of yeah, the like, God damn it, if it hits the Achilles. But he's out for eight weeks. Uh, you hate to see it. You do hate to I see mean, it. that's effectively the rest of the season. Essentially, there's. I, I don't think there's any. Re- I think that might have been the last we've seen of Fantilli this season. I, I don't think there's any reason to bring him back this year. Potentially, I think he'll. There's no point to rush him back. I mean, I get season. that. Like, obviously, don't rush. We don't need to rush at all. But like, you know, if he gets fully healthy and maybe there's two weeks left in the season, all right, cool, put him back out there, right? Like, I think you have to. But I mean, as we're recording this now, it was eight weeks. They said eight weeks today, right? Yeah. Or what? Yeah. yeah. So because the initial so point the was like a couple days. Eight or weeks. Something. Eight weeks from now is the end of March. So April. Like there's two weeks of April games, maybe. Probably and eight games in that. Yeah, I, I just think. I just don't see the point. Well, with the way like this front office mismanages players, they'll probably rush them back <laughs> and you know hope that we can potentially make a play. Put them on the wing. Yeah, put yeah. On left wing again, which JD is. You got to cast very, on good. You won't get very cut. Highly on. <laughs> We're going to put you on defense with that big old cast. So you can stop uh, a lot of puck. An interesting yeah. thing about that too is that uh, apparently he was wearing like Kevlar leg sleeves, yeah, they all, which a lot I think. Which is, Kevlar is something that is meant to take on bullets. blunt impacts, like straight on, not slices, yeah, not anything yeah. that not like knife. They don't protect against like knives, right? So. It's what the military uses for their vests. That's what police uses for their vests. Yeah. It, for straight on like bullet impacts and not knives. So that's Kevlar doesn't really do anything in that. It's, if he was going to protect his calves from a from a knife, he'd have to be wearing like medieval chain armor. Yeah, but on they his also legs. said yeah. that, that if he nice. wasn't wearing the Kevlar socks, it could have been egregiously worse. Hopefully, this 
uh, encourages everybody to wear the neck guards, huh? You know, we're getting cut I mean, everywhere, guys. We got yeah. Let's yeah. let's time it's for some neck I mean, guards. I'm surprised that this hasn't been a con. I'm going off. This is off topic a little bit, but I'm surprised it hasn't been a conversation sooner. I mean, they're playing a game, a sport with knives on the bottom of their feet, where they get bashed well, about. Like it's I can't conversation since uh, the the guy died. Player in England. Yeah. It well, was a, no, a that's Pittsburgh player. Yeah, no, I. But I'm saying like it hasn't really been prevalent until this season. Yeah. Because I mean, of that. it's definitely yeah. like waves. If you notice, like now a lot of players are wearing like the turtleneck things now. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they're, they're, for sure. Which I mean, yeah, do it. Like, I don't want to fucking get my my neck slit from an ice skate. I think anybody does. Me. No. But then the other thing, I mean, you know, how comfortable can it be to skate in chainmail armor though? It's probably very uncomfortable. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. heavy. <laughs> no, um, it could be lightweight. Yeah. Carbon fiber. I don't know. But, but yeah, when yeah. I when I made the show flow, <laughs> when I made the show flow, I have uh, with the All Star break. Hopefully, we'll see him back soon. But then the news broke; he was out for eight weeks. So disregard that Never talking mind. point of the show flow. Yeah, they're like every time I saw, like they're like, we're not really sure how long he'll be out. Yeah, that had to, to be say right now. My was like, Kyle, you were talking about something too earlier about how like the this the uh, no, that was me. No, the Seattle. Uh, like training staff. Yeah, no, that was also me. Oh, that was you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought it was Kyle. The where it was like, yeah, they the, the way they treated the yeah, it was actually injury. JD came out and said that the Seattle medical uh, okay. staff was said like initially a few days, yeah, and they got back to Columbus and the Columbus medical Which staff. Is weird because like the Blue Jackets have their own trainer on the bench, so yeah, it's like, but they don't have I, team doctors. Yeah, there. they don't have True. the resources right. there to True. deal with that. And then they said once they got back to Columbus this morning is when they were like, yeah, it ain't gonna be a couple days. Yeah, eight weeks, baby. Speaking of JD, though. Uh, we finally have, have have heard from our front office. <laughs> finally, <laughs> finally, after this, you know, this whole week and Half uh, season. even this, yeah, this whole season, actually. Uh, so JD finally spoke out in the media. He was on nine seven point one, the fan today. I think it was Rothman and the Friends or whatever you call that show. Yep. Um, sure. He was going hard, going hard on defending every single thing that they do in that front office. And listen, if if you are on social media, I know Kyle, you're taking a, a little break from it. I don't do not blame you. Um, yeah, it's it's <laughs> listen, right man. Like and like, I get it, man. I absolutely get it. Like I am frustrated as a fan just to see. It just seems like every year the Blue Jackets and drama go. They coincide together, and like we just from the outside looking in, especially from just you know the NHL market, we just look like we don't have our shit together ever. And JD just. On this on on nine seven one the fan went hard on defending all of the drama lately, like all the moves, um, especially between like the Eurocheck drama where you know the dude came out today. We're going to talk about it here in segment one about how he believes that he deserves to be in the NHL. JD was just like, well, you know, <laughs> no, you don't. Sorry, you don't. But like also, but just like their mishandling of him. That's my biggest frustration, which we'll get into here in a second. Um, but and he also went on to say about Fantilli playing over at left wing, which he strongly defended that, which kind of has me thinking like, all right, I get we have we have Pascal Vincent as a coach, right? He's the one that's supposed to make the moves. But at the same time, from this conversation on the radio and also Yarmo, I feel like there's just a, a lot of micromanaging here that's really fucking frustrating me because like JD was pretty much like when they played the Maple Leafs, uh, JD wanted... Fantilli on the left wing, so he didn't have to go against Austin Matthews. How is that good for growth and development? Like, I don't obviously you don't want to like 
you know, you, you don't want to ruin Fantilli's confidence, but at the same time, we're in a season right now where you need to, like, maybe try to build that up so we can try to figure out how to fucking play against a guy like that. Yeah, I agree with that to an extent. Now, I do agree also that, like, you can't just throw Fantilli out there as a 19-year-old, first year in the league, and I get it. Like, he, he has, I don't want to say, like, faked out a lot of us because he hasn't, but with his age and the way that he acts and the way that he plays, he doesn't seem like he's 19 years old, right? No. But at the same no. time, like, with the development aspect, you really can't throw him out there against Matthews and McKinnon and guys like that and Connor McDavid every single night because you're going you're gonna to burn the guy out. You're going to wear him down, especially in a development phase. And he's going to be in a development. He's still a prospect, technically. He's going to be in a development phase for the next couple of years. I think starting next year, he'll be seeing a lot more top-line center minutes. He's going to be a center for the rest of his career, like JD said. But putting someone like that on a wing to get a different perspective of a line where that he's supposed to be centering, I think is very good for development. And it's something that you see all over the league with guys like that. And it's not... Just, now, obviously, you're not seeing Connor Bedard do that. But you don't... Chicago does not have centers like we do like Boone and Jack Roslovic and Kent Johnson. Right, for sure. He wasn't, but just going down the list of of centers that we have, Sean Corrali, like we have guys that can play that middle position right now, which we didn't before. So it's a luxury, I think, to be able to put him on the wing to get a different perspective for the development of him to see the ice from a different spot to understand what's going on around him and, and develop further. So you're seeing every part of the ice and not just the spot that you're supposed to be playing according to the fans, right? So I don't think it's according to the fans. It's according, it is. That's it's what, according it, that's to what, what it all is. is. No, it's according to what he was drafted at. We drafted him at center. We drafted him as at number and three. And also a number three center. Like, listen, if you're like, okay, cool. If you get drafted like, you know, second round and you're a center, maybe we can experiment a little bit. But we drafted him at center for a reason. And I understand, like, going head-to-head with an Austin Matthews is probably intimidating for him. Uh, sure. Maybe. But exciting, too. Maybe. Yeah. But, but yeah, he's, but it's, he's got to figure it out. I don't like... I just feel like there's a lot of mismanagement, and we're going to talk about it here, especially with the Urchek, um, in terms of, like, our young talent. In terms of, the like, what's, what's the plan? What's the goal? What's the objective here? Because I feel like there's just... We come to every single season for the past at least for the whole Yarmo tenure here, like I feel like there's this mismanagement mismanagements of the players to where like they just get pissed off and then eventually they want to leave. I'm not saying Adam Fantilli's in that spot now, no. but we're we're taking Fantilli from the, where we drafted him to where's which which is also a position to where we're we are very like we're not necessarily strong at center. Sure, like what the names you just rifled off there, yeah, great. But Boone plays center, he's first line center. And every time we, we go to overtime the only thing he does is he goes on the ice to win the faceoff and he heads, he heads right off. That's not a number one center. Yeah. It, like, it, we have to develop these guys in the proper way, and especially in the season that we're in right now where it does not fucking matter. Let him go toe-to-toe with Austin Matthews to figure the fuck out how to do it. I don't... I, I, I get that point a lot, and I don't... I don't disagree with not having him take a faceoff with against Austin Matthews. I think there's a situation where it's like, yeah, you're probably going to lose it, and if we're trying to win this game, then we're not going to put you on it. We're going to put someone else on there. But 
why would you put him onto the wing instead of just dropping him to another line and take a face off against someone else at center? Because that's what the issue with this thing is. How many times have we had a player who plays a position, who's played at that position, who's excelled at that position, and then they're like, we got him at the wing. Ken Johnson. Line A. Let's put him at the center. Line Ken, is like, I, I will say that. that Ken Johnson one is an that. experiment that, that worked. It's kind of a... Huh? Sure. Center. But we're also... Yeah. Our center depth sucks. It's absolutely terrible. Yeah, I just it's terrible. I don't, I'm just saying, in a season right now where it does not fucking matter, play the people at the positions that, the, that we fucking drafted but them at. You're saying Especially it. guys like Ken Johnson and and, and uh, Adam Fantilli. Like, you're saying it right now, though. It does not matter. The right? season so, doesn't matter. The, it so doesn't let them matter. Get, let them get the development to I, figure it the fuck exactly out. That's exactly what they're doing. And On by, left but, wing? Yes. I'm, I'm on the flip side with Jordan. I don't think it's beneficial to a kid. No. Why? Because here's the thing. I get he's 19. It's his first. He went straight from one year of college hockey straight to the NHL. I think it is a disservice to him, especially in a season where it kind of where. I mean, at that point at that game, we knew that there's a 90 like we're not making the playoffs. We're not really in the hunt. We're not contending. I think it's a disservice to that kid to baby him off of that position. I think because it's one of those things. One, he's got to be excited to line up against guys that have been in the league for a few years that are top, like top of the league in that I position. Agree. It's exciting. I he's got to be excited to play against those. Yep. He's got to be told, Hey, we're going to put you on the wing because we don't trust you. We don't think you're that, good enough. That is the message it conveys. And I get that he's a rookie. That's the, as I think that is the message that it conveys to there's, him. It's so surface level, though, because yeah. you know there's conversations happening behind the scenes. Yeah, that we're and not, again, like, we're not there, but I think, again, that's kind of what it conveys either also, way. As but like, also, a lot maybe, of times... Maybe to the fans. Like, uh, <laughs> we think there's conversations, but based off of everything that's been going on the past couple weeks, I don't think between the coaching and the front office and the fans and the players that they're all... I don't think anybody's on the same page. But I also no. think him lining up against everybody, those guys... Everybody is like... Just lost. It, it, we look like just an absolute shit show from the outside looking in. Shout out the Blues last night. I mean, I'm sure yeah, we great. shout out the Blues. Good game for us. Great, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we had first shout out in like two years. We, 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 we never, never. Yeah, we'll say the, the stat that crazy, huh? first yeah. stat that blew my mind. <laughs> and I know 1-0 games don't necessarily happen that often anymore in hockey. It was the first 1-0 regulation win for the Blue Jackets since December of 2019. Yeah, okay, that's cool. That makes sense. Yeah, Sounds but right. no, back to the that's Fantilli thing. defense and Bob. I think it's a disservice to the kid. He's a rookie in a season where we know we're not really competing for anything. Let him get those minutes and those face-offs and that time against those top-of-the-league players because I think it benefits him getting those minutes. Now, I think on the other side of that, though, like you push somebody too hard into something that you want them to be, and it, ru it could ruin that. I mean... Think about think about your just real quick. Anybody that's listening to this, think about your job right now and what you have to do is your job to make sure that everything around you is successful. You have other pieces of a company integrating into what you do to make sure that you can do that correctly. And the perspective coming from another side, for for example, Braden, you're a server, right? So yeah. bartender, bartender, yeah. yeah. So the that you know you know how the kitchen operates. Yeah, you know that. Because you have that perspective. You've been in there. You know how they operate. You know how that has to work for you to get the food oh, I to gotta, do your job correctly. I right? got a rebuttal right now, but so you keep let him, going. Let him get his point. So I know. This, I know. Is, this is just an analogy. But so like you, you know that because you've spent time over there like learning that to an extent, right? Mm -hmm. 
not not fully because that's not actually your yeah. job, but you're getting that perspective. It's the same thing they're doing here because you're right. This season does not matter at all. So why not get these kids? Voronkov's moved to the wing. Voronkov's one of our best centers this year. He's in top five in rookie goals right now. Wasn't drafted number three overall. You're right, but like still to the you're right but he's also been moved to the wing <laughs> sure they're, they're moving shit around to develop and to get perspectives from different parts of the ice to make sure that their job their main focus on their job going forward is correct because they know what they need from the other positions around them to make sure they do their job correctly and i think that's exactly what they're doing right now and all right I, so i understand what you said right there but here's okay to piggyback off what you did say all right so Braden, you're a bartender yeah. You get hired as a bartender. Yep. And in, in the first week they say we want you to start working in the kitchen. That's not what you do. The first week of Fantilli playing, he was at center. Great. All That's right. That's different. Cool. I will say no, what you're what saying I'm, is a little What I'm saying like as a bartender, sure, like you can learn the ropes of the kitchen a little bit, like you know, you can feed off your your coworkers and they can tell you certain things about the kitchen. But you were hired on as a bartender, so you're going to be the bartender. But you weren't hired on as a bartender. You worked your way up to bartender. Yeah, you were right. hired as something else. But no, 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 and no. And had to get yourself no, no, no. there. I did. But I here, did have to by do development. That. But, but here's development. The th- but here's the thing. <laughs> yeah, sure. He maybe wasn't hired on as a bartender, but Adam Fantilli was drafted as a center. Says so. Who? Says. <laughs> Everything on the, the, the whole thing. I will. I was a center. I mean, he was a center in college. But who said he was coming in here to be a center? That's all right. We all. We all. Yeah. Yeah. We drafted him. He, all right. I'll concede on that one. You're right. Yeah. I got it. <laughs> all right. So I'm just saying. I got the sentence out, and I didn't know where it was going. Like he was drafted into as a center. Like all right, and you know, week five, he's a left wing. Why? Why? Like I don't know. I for now. I get what Kyle is saying. I think it is good as an athlete in a team sport to understand what you need from other positions to help you succeed but does but, not that does not mean you have to change your fucking position and i think there's a there's a no there, no it's no, good there is a mismanagement there's of, of just the players in this organization and it is a repeat pattern year after year after but here's, fucking year here's the thing you're talking he, a lot you're talking a lot for the producer role he has Shut a the fuck up. He's got a thought. <laughs> Whatever. I'm thinking sometimes. Kyle. I'm not over here to just to press buttons. Yeah. I'm, right. not here. I'm saying that. You're it? swallowing the microphone. Take it down from your fucking lips for a second. Uh, I, be, I be having thoughts sometimes. But no, if he grew up, like you got to imagine that. Granted, I have not tracked Adam Fantilli through high school hockey or college hockey. You got to imagine at some point he was specialized as a center. At some point, and again, I... I bring it up a lot as much as I hate doing it. I played D3 college baseball. Not the same level. God, you're but at deal. some point, you're I was specialized deal. as a pitcher. It, I will say with what Kyle is saying, it is good. They bring you in as DH. What are you doing? I'm swinging for the fucking fences. And right? you're going <laughs> to miss every fucking but pitch. No, they're not, not, they're not going to put me out of <laughs> my be like, depth. That'd be like putting him at goal. That'd be like putting yeah. Fantilli at goal. That's a bad defense. They're not well, gonna honestly, put him. With, this, with this management in this front office and Pascal I have business, a thought. I believe that they would probably try to put Fantilli at fucking goaltender. Jordan, put the mic down. Let him finish his it, thoughts. It he's, is, been, he's been going at it for five hours. God slap damn it. The, shut I'm, the fuck up. I'm going to slap the beard off your face. It's... It is good for him to get perspective, but <laughs> I got, Hey, it, we love each other. It got hostile. Finish your thought. But I, d- I don't agree, especially with 
him switching to left wing against a guy like Austin Matthews. I think that can be a learning experience. Like, hey, you got your ass kicked, but what it, like, what did you learn from that? What did he do that you weren't doing? What did he do better than you? I think it can be a learning experience in that aspect where you're saying in a season, we're all saying in a season that doesn't matter. That's why it doesn't matter we put him on the left wing. I don't think it matters to leave him at center and kind of take getting your ass kicked for three periods by in a, season that a does top not, three center in the league. Yeah, in a season that does not matter, I, I feel think, like there's just no, there's no reason to continually play the players that have got us to this point in terms of veterans. If you're looking at it from like a from a macro standpoint where it's just like you're looking at the team as a whole and why is Fantilli at center or not at center, that makes sense. I understand where you're coming from that that aspect. But we just got off a conversation talking about mental health and like it, I'm so serious right now with this a, a mental health aspect and all of that. And and you continually throw a 19 year old up against an Austin Matthews or Nathan McKinnon or Alexander Barkov or name any first line center in the league every night. And he's continually losing to these guys because he's not there yet because he's 19 and he's been in the league for five months all right that's going to beat down on his psyche and it's going to it's going to have an effect at, at a micro level at a player level and then we're looking at developmental issues later down the road because he doesn't think that he's as good as these guys because he wasn't in his first two years in the league all right but but to what warren said earlier why not drop him to the second line if 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 that's you know if that is the main concern why do we take him out of position, why not drop him to the second line? You're not going to get the same amount of minutes as you are on the first line. That's a guarantee. But you're still going to get exposure at the position that you're brought in to play, that you've been known to play. Yes. But I get the aspect if, like, if they said we still want him to play. I don't remember how they phrased it. But, like, if they, if you don't want to play, I finally start talking and usually wrap it up. I'm tired of hearing you. <laughs> I have thoughts. <laughs> I'd be thinking. <laughs> Producer Braid went on for two hours, and then all because of a sudden, all of, no, 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 all of a sudden, oh, he, he has his hand in the air swirling like we got to wrap this segment up. Well, because <laughs> my words are, no, shut the fuck up. Warren, you talk. <laughs> no. <laughs> Warren, I wasn't trying to shut you up. I'm sorry. This is great. I'm trying to be a producer because I got uh, yelled at to be one five minutes ago. <laughs> I just, I, it, there, it's like a double-edged sword, though. Like, I get the idea of, like, playing on the left wing, so you're still playing against those players that are in that top line position. But then there is the other side of like, I would love for you to just keep playing center at a second level. It, who knows? I, I don't get it either, no. man. I, <laughs> yeah. my, last, my last thing on this is, and then we'll move on, is uh, if we, we keep going back to Austin Matthews because that's the example that was given to us, right? That, that's, that, that is what that's JD said that's what on he said. 97 and He was using Matthews as an example because Matthews probably right now is the best center in the league. Sure, absolutely. Besides McDavid, but McDavid plays wing a lot. So and Boone, um, hey center playing wing, hey. But McDavid doesn't matter. McDavid's oh my god, McJesus for a reason. Anyways, <laughs> if you continually put Adam Fantilli, who is still figuring out the league, figuring out the two hundred foot game because he's going to be a two hundred foot player. He already is, but he's getting there. Right, we've seen it. He is very physical, very defensive, and, and is great at getting in the in the lanes. Warren, but when when I like you that. <laughs> I like that, I like that. <laughs> When you when you continually put him against somebody like that who is going to score at will on an Adam Fantilli because Adam Fantilli has not been in the league long enough, experience is the most valuable thing that you can get, right? Sure. Uh, in, in any in any aspect of anything we're talking about, especially job field, experience is the most valuable thing that you can have. 
And when you continually put him up against somebody like Austin Matthews is going to score at will and somebody like that, it's going to beat them down on their, on their psyche. And you're, you're the, the plus minus drops, like their stats are dropping and it's just, it just isn't good when it starts piling up at the end of the day, you got to move them around when they're developing for the, for those exact reasons to, to keep them fresh, I guess. As a 19-year-old, you you cannot burn them out that early. Hold on, I, hold on, hold on. I have a really good comeback. <laughs> for, <laughs> I do. I have a really good comeback. It's, it's, it's get get yeah, no, not him. from wait, you, wait, everything you said was awesome. I, oh, great. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, this, this, this was, uh, so never mind. I'm going to be. No, this was a comeback from uh, comparing like when Braden gets hired as a bartender or a oh server, God. but then he becomes a bartender. <laughs> yes. He's like Justin Danforth. Like he didn't get drafted as a as who Justin Danforth is now. Right. Justin Danforth figured it out and we figured him out. And then Justin we, Danforth is also ten years older than Adam Fantilli. No, I'm just saying it's a great and point. also he's only two years into the league. So what's your point there? My point is Adam Fantilli is half a year in the league and is ten all years I'm saying younger is, than Fan Danforth. Yeah, all I'm saying is Braden got, you know, he got signed as a server. Yeah, I was and, the first round draft and, pick. And by he the way. figured his way out to be I a bartender, and now he figures he figured out the kitchen, and like he just he's an he's a, how many he's like, a well rounded employee now. How many years have you worked there? Uh, three. So three years from now, we can expect Fantilli to be a first like a no, number one center. I was comparing him to Danforth. All right. All oh, right. Yeah. Next okay. segment. <laughs> Warren, I love you. I wasn't trying to stifle your. I inner thoughts. Care. I don't care. Literally, I says I as soon as I said, I just Warren, happened no. to look up at the time, and I was like, no. "Fuck!" As soon as I said, "Warren," Braden's finger went in the air, like wrap it up, Come wrap up. it up. <laughs> I, he talks way too much. I'm tired of hearing it. Uh, sorry, I'm, you need to mute your own mic. And it's because look at his fucking socks right now. They one, they don't match. They're mismatched. But and it's his okay. shoes aren't on. But the hate shoes. You know what the positive side is? He brought shoes today. I did. Yeah, they didn't come walking here around Marshall shoeless. University. Amen, brother. <laughs> Just shoeless. One way to do it. Walking around. We should make a trip to Marshall for funsies. Me, you, I'm and down. Austin. I'm down. Just so, for old times' sake. Yeah, fuck me and Kyle. So down. Well, yeah, you guys don't matter. You guys never. You you, you weren't you there. I had a sober. Right, David, you're a check. <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on. So, uh, what what is the time? <laughs> Fifty minutes. Uh, we're fine. There's only one more segment after this one. Yeah, but I feel like this one's gonna take a minute. I don't think so. I think we we'll have our we'll have. Let the guys takes. keep talking about it. We'll find out. Yeah, come on. <laughs> We're just gonna talk about the segment for, for <laughs> an hour before we actually before we talk actually. about it. All right, thanks yeah. for listening today, guys. It's a um, wild segment, dude. Yeah. All right. So moving on. Uh, give me the swoosh one more time. Oh my god. There it is. All right. So the, the uh, David Yurchak drama. So, uh, social media obviously you know blows things out of proportion, but. I will I will give credit where credit is due, and I feel like David Yurchek, you know, kind of respectively came out and had some. He had some quotes. He had some quotes this week. He was very disgruntled about his his playing time in the National Hockey League, and I think he was also pretty kind of disgruntled about the the way that you know the team kind of juggled him back and forth. He, he almost went a month without even playing, like even touching the ice for actually. Like any type of game time action, like aside from the NHL. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you know, he came out. Uh, he voices his pleasure with kind of how he's being used. And uh, one of his quotes here, he he said, "I I played good hockey in the NHL. I'm an NHL player right now. That's my opinion that I should be an NHL player right now." Uh, he also went on to say that I see guys from the same draft. They get a chance on the power play. Um, they have a ton of minutes in the NHL. 
Um, obviously, those are different teams, so different situations, but I can compare with them. I just want a chance to play like them. Then he went on to say, um, they told me uh, last game, the last game that I played was not good enough for me. I told them I don't think so. <laughs> but, I mean, that's a bold statement from you. you got to respect the, the, <laughs> the nuts on that. There's kid. some confidence there. He's like, I don't think so. Uh, but that he, he literally said, that's your opinion. Um, then he said, I was out of the lineup at, right after that a whole month now. It feels like I, I just haven't played, which, I mean, he's not wrong. Like, I feel like there's been some mismanagement there with him. Like, is he an NHL player right now? I mean, maybe the verdict's still out. I, I think he's looked good in, very, in, in, in some games, for sure. Um, but, you know, for him to just kind of whip out his dick, like, here's... Here's my thoughts. I don't think that's what he was doing. I think he was just, uh, he's just an honest human. He's and that's just what he, confident. like, he's not yeah. whipping yeah. out his dick. I don't but think like he was he, trying to one up anybody. No, I don't, no, I don't think so. I, I didn't mean that, but I didn't no, no, mean, you're good, you're good. yeah, I didn't mean that by like, yeah, you're for sure. play your yeah. word. I, I know what you yeah. meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then, like, uh, yeah. And then was JD that was on the radio and he's like, what was that, that big Lebowski quote? Yeah, well, you know, that's, that's just totally just your opinion, like man. Your opinion, man. <laughs> yeah, like, that's what he did. But <laughs> I don't have an. I'll never have an issue with a player being like, "I deserve to be here." Yeah, good. That's great. Keep yeah. doing what you're doing. Keep proving that, and we're gonna have you up there. You're, there's no doubt in my mind. Next year, he's not gonna be in the AHL. So, with I think without telling like Yurchek or everybody else, they are looking to move defensemen, and we've known that, which would then open up a spot for him. Now I don't I I do th- think to an extent that he probably deserves a full time spot, but like we keep saying, the season doesn't matter. So continue to get him time. Like he's playing a lot in the AHL. He's playing a ton. There, and yeah. He's dominant, in and the, the and the monsters in general are just well, really good. But I see his frustration for him. He literally almost played, did not play for a whole month. Right, because no, Bo- because Boquist came back. No, because like, well, there's that. Obviously, yeah, he was healthy scratched in in Columbus, but like he was bounced back and forth from Cleveland. Like it was a running joke on social. Like now that just, that and is he, because and he like, never like by the time he got to Cleveland, it was too late to play a game. By the time he got recalled to Columbus, he just couldn't do it. He wasn't here for it, and he for got sure. scratched. And in, in that vacuum, yes. But with the three goalie system we had, and then and then now like defensemen moving around and and coming back and and. I, did Pete has Pete, has Pete been playing? I don't. I think yes. Yeah, bit, he played last know. night. Severson's coming back. Has come back in the last couple of weeks. Also, fact check, but I think Pete's like a minus twenty-eight. He's not very great. He played good last the night. The only Let thing right now that I can see coming out of this is that we are looking to move defensemen. Also, we have tenured NHL defensemen Andrew Peak. Maybe not as good as people thought he was going to be this season. Whatever, but. The, the two seasons wow. before this season uh, played, what, like 160 out of the 164 total games possible. Like, he, he only missed four games in two seasons. You, you can't just... The development part and then, then that mixed with all of that, it just... It, it, it does make sense why he's not playing as much as he is, but the whole thing with when they went on this West Coast trip and then brought him to Vancouver and then sent him back to Cleveland and like just why are you why is this not thought of beforehand and down the road you should be looking weeks out of what you're doing yes. here and I know situations change in the NHL very quickly because people get hurt just like that and I understand that but at that, at that aspect like you're you're 
you're moving a dude from Columbus to Vancouver to go on the road trip to possibly play in this road trip and then immediately sending him back another four-hour flight back to Cleveland within 48 hours. Like it, That part logistically yes, doesn't it, make dude, any sense to it me. It all comes down to the mismanagement of players. <laughs> like to me, like I just think this front office, like sure they're trying to save face. You got JD on the on the radio today. It's just not good optics. Like, like it's you, not good optics not, from our you, you, and they might have things going on behind the scenes, right? But from our standpoint, the people that are paying the money to come to these games and keeping this arena it looks terrible. And, and it looks terrible from our standpoint. It absolutely does. And that's why people are pissed off. Yes. I will say the comparison we had with Peak or bringing him up, he is a minus 4 this season. No, all right. But he's also only played in 20 games. Oh, that's fair. That's still not bad. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, like, it, it definitely huh. comes down to the optics, I was man. forgetting about like, Branson. Like, <laughs> let me, I want to look at his. <laughs> keep, job. keep talking. I want to look. Yeah. Like, listen, like, the optics aren't, like, the end-all, be-all, but, like, there's some truth behind the optics, right? Like, it just seems like everything is being mismanaged, ex- especially this year. But also in, in all of Yarmo's tenure, like, I just feel like there's just moments where players just get mismanaged, and and then they you know, all of a sudden Columbus is surrounded by drama and 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 sure like you know we're obviously very hyper focused because we are Blue Jackets fans and this probably happens around the league a little bit, but like it just seems to be a constant theme and with this team to where it's like my God we have to move on at some point like we're sitting here ten years and this is a whole other conversation another segment later on but we'll talk about it but. I don't know. Regardless, I'm just I'm pissed off at the just like, kind of the mismanagement overall of players. That's my biggest frustration this year, especially like when it comes. I know we had a heated argument when it comes to Fantilli and where he should be playing, um, and you know, fucking your check right now. Like, should he be an NHL player? I don't. I don't know. I think he's looked good enough to be one, and in a season that really does not matter again. Why not play the young guys so they can try to figure it out? I don't think that's going to stunt their growth if they get intimidated by a certain player. I don't think that's the case. Like, they just have to figure it out. They have to grow from here. But the young guys to, are to, playing. To, to benefit us. Yeah, they're playing now, for they sure. They have been. But, you know, for some, the most part, they have been. And even if it's I, I, not here, I mean, they're playing in the A. They're getting minutes. The AHL is not a joke. I, I feel like we look at the AHL like as some demotion, like a league where you go to die, and it's just not the case. Like Ken Johnson was there no, earlier this the, season not, for 20 games. Back I'm not implying that at all. But no, the, Not you, AHL. not you specifically, but yeah. just in general. I feel like the, the fan base and, and just people in general, they look at... The, obviously, the AHL is not as good of a league as the NHL. That's the point of it, right? It's a developmental league <laughs> for the most part. You, what? <laughs> yeah, Say but what? At, at the same time, like when you're 19, 20, 21, up to 23 years old playing in the AHL, you're... They, they've got you there for a reason and looking to bring you up at some point. You're not a 28, 29-year-old in the AHL like living out the rest of your life there making a couple hundred grand a year. You know what I mean? Well, so, I mean, what's-his-face is going to be that way? Oh, Fickenberg? Oh. <laughs> Fix Wolanski, yeah. Dude, yeah, yeah, he has set every fucking franchise <laughs> that's, record this that's year. That's going to be him. So I I, I do... The, the, I don't disagree with your check not playing in the NHL right now because the season doesn't matter. And I know that there's there's two perspectives from that, obviously. It's, it's a, sure. It could go one way sword. or the other, right? So because it doesn't matter, I think it's okay that he's playing there. 
Warinsky did it for a whole season. Corpus Solo did it for a whole season. Bjorkstrand did it for a whole season. They well, yeah, won the Calder. They won the Calder. So that and nobody was bitching then, right? So well, sure, but like we also had a team in Columbus that was also very competitive. But right. I will say that's the difference, I think, right? I think that's the frustration. That's the difference. Because like we don't have a don't team know. that is competitive right now, and it's almost like all right, well let's let let's see what we potentially have. Let's take a so step. play the young guys here in Columbus so they can develop because there's no plan. There is no. There, there is, is nothing in place. There, there is this front office does not. Know anything? They are, they are just trying to figure it out as they go. There is no plan with these players. There's no plan with development. You cannot convince me otherwise. Like I've been a fan of this team since their existence, and this is the worst season that I've ever seen in terms of management of uh, players oh, management. Okay. and and just in terms of how to develop the right way. And I am I'm pissed as a fan. There ain't no Did plan. Scott House in 2009. That's what it is. I didn't Way watch worse that, but I agree. Dude, dude, we're getting to the point now. I saw I saw a photo the other day. Uh, it, it threw me back to the, Haas, the the Scott Houston era. There was fans at the St. Louis game that had paper bags over their head that said Fire Yarmo. There was it was fans. It was a fan. There was fans. Right, well, and, they made, and they made him take it off. <laughs> <laughs> well, the St. Louis staff made him take it off. Is that, hey, cut that shit shout out, that. shout out. But all right, I'll give him a shout out. Old CBJ fan on Twitter. I don't know who it is. I don't he know. wore the paper bag. He takes yeah. nuts and I love the grit. He, he doesn't give a shit about what he says and I think it's great. No, but but I, yeah, I, it's I respect funny. that. But it's funny. I will... I think it is naive to believe that there's no plan in place. There's no plan. No, I think that's naive. There is absolutely a plan. You cannot find a short plan. All right. They might like, they they might have a plan in their head, but the plan that's being executed looks like absolute fucking dog shit. But do they need to run every fucking plan by the fans? I'm not saying that, but from no. do they need to? No, they don't need to. From like, a fan perspective, an outside perspective, but there's a reason we're fans and we're not in the front office. Sure, they they have a plan. I think it is naive to not think that. I don't think it's been managed well, but I I think it's naive to believe that there's they're just kind of willy nilly doing whatever the fuck they want. Seems like that, and their plan sucks. So, beginning of the season, Babcock comes in right, and then he didn't greatest hire in CBJ history. So by the way, that was a huge wrench in the gears for this entire team and they are still dealing with it and it's not something that's talked about at all is that Babcock was supposed to come in take this team pretty much like a torch right yeah. had the experience knew what he was doing had has the winning pedigree has won a cup like all of these things coming in basically also, like a, look at Philly right now I miss torch so bad. I know Philly is <laughs> crushing it I miss torch they were so supposed bad. to finish bottom of the conference I know and they are they are Top three in the Metro? Yeah. Top two? Yeah. I mean, it's it's great. Torts. So that's what Babcock was supposed to be here yeah. this season. And that imploded almost immediately, probably for a good reason. I'm not I don't know the facts one way or the other. I can speculate all day, but they are still recovering from that. They are still recovering from them not having the tenured, experienced NHL coach that has won before in this league to take over the team where they don't have to micromanage. Now, with Vincent being in here, who was supposed to be an assistant this year, who, sidebar, is way in over his head right now. Also interviewed, And I, I also legitimately feel bad for him. Interviewed twice for the head coaching job and denied both times. It, it, not just here, at other places yeah. as well. It, which... For different reasons, whatever. The situations are different. He probably could have got a job somewhere, but that's not the point. He, the, the front office now, with this not being their original plan to go forward with this season and probably be competitive with the team that we have right now with the right coach in place, they are micromanaging Pascal Vincent to a point to where it is looking like the plan is not existent. 
because of injuries, probably Wierenski down for as long as he was. And, and the coach in general, the coach is such an important role on any NHL team. And that is evident. Same with goaltending, but it, they are still recovering from that. They are micromanaging and trying to figure out what to do going into next season. And they, next season they have to compete and they, they know that they have a plan to compete next season. They have to, but with Babcock not being able to come in the way that they wanted him to come in, they are, they are reeling still like we're over halfway through the season and they, they are clearly still trying to recover from saying they have a, like you just said, like they have to compete next year. Sure. Like obviously we, we all want that to happen. No, they have to. Well, yes. But like you said, like they have to compete. They have a plan. What's the plan? Well, I don't know. We know none of us know any of the plan that we don't, What's we didn't know plan? Babcock was coming in until he was here. Right. So like that's sure. nobody, nobody knows the plan, but there, there has to be a, a way forward. You cannot do this. You cannot run a almost billion dollar company as the Columbus blue jackets, which is strictly performance based by the product on the ice, which is arguable because we're selling out regardless and, and not have a plan going forward. That's not how shit works. That's just say, not we, how it works. We have good fans, man. We do have good fans. <laughs> and I, that's a concerning point to me as well as ownership <laughs> sees the number, like the they, numbers yeah, for they, the attendance have been better than they have been in the, in the history of this team yeah. over the last two years, three, four years. And it's just like, it's, the performance has gotten worse. And I will say this too. Like, I think it's, so I've listened to a lot of podcasts uh, over the past week of, of, um, national personalities talking about Columbus. Cause we're in the spotlight, you know, you have, you have Patrick Liney, this, that situation you have, uh, the David Juracek situation. Um, and you just have the overall drama. That's, that's kind of surrounding this team for the most part. And I've listened to probably like seven or eight podcasts from like national personalities and, the one thing they come back to at the very end after just talking shit about the whole scenario in Columbus is how passionate the fans are. Like they, all, they, they, they literally say like, dude, I've been to that building like many times and like, it's always like pretty much sold out. There's always fans there. And like, it, it sucks. Like they almost feel for us. They're like, it's wild because like we, they have a passionate fan base and they just had a shit. They have it. They've had a shitty product for, I'd say 20 out of the 23 years of our existence. And, and now like over the past, like five, six years, like we've just seen like this spike in attendance, no matter what happens, like we're just, we're always sold out. And like, even like spitting chiclets and 32 thoughts with Elliot Friedman. And, and, um, there's a handful of other, uh, podcasts I listened to where like, like those fans are like, they're there. Like that team should never move like that. You know, if, if ownership does sell, like, you know, it should always stay there because there there is a passionate fan base there. And, yeah, just it sucks because, you know, we deserve something a little better. And I just don't think we're – we have not gotten a clear answer of I, – I don't think we've gotten a clear, clear answer of the vision that needs to be portrayed to, like, what are we doing? What, what, what is happening here? What's the plan moving forward? And – that's my frustration because we are here. We are fans, with an, and we do sell out. But And you look also, it was a, a, a tweet from uh, Kirby Reichel. Yeah. Former Jacket. Yeah. Uh, that uh, quote tweeted the, uh, uh, I think, CBJ Center uh, from a Eurocheck uh, to uh, in his interview. Yeah. Saying, boy, whenever he was talking about, like, I belong in the NHL. I should be playing right now. I, I, this is where I should be. 
And Kirby quote tweeted it and since deleted it very quickly. Very saying, quickly. Boy, does that ever sound familiar. Juracek is an awesome player, way better than I ever was, but maybe it's time to look at the bigger picture instead of the young player. Uh, I Yeah, I saw that tweet. I, you got passed around our group chat for a second, and we were going to talk yeah. about it. But I, also, what's Kirby Reichel doing now? Yeah. I mean, sure. What do he do after he's he was, obviously no, no, no. tweeting? So, All right. And, and the thing is, is like he's not looking at it like on a personal level. He says right there, he's like, I'm not talking about myself. I'm not the player that he is. But I've seen this before from this organization. Yeah. From this management, what was from that? Was that coaches. was he? Did he get drafted in the first round with Dano and Winberg? Uh-huh. Is that what that draft yeah. was? Yep, that group. was Yarmo's first draft, uh-huh. which I'm draft. not putting on Yarmo because those weren't his scouts. Those were mm, you still got to put on Yarmo a little bit. Uh, those were all Winberg. of that was that was pretty much like all of Hausen's prospects. Uh, you still got to put it on Yarmo a little bit. He's, I don't know. That was a weird yeah, one. But he pulled the trigger on him. Three first round draft picks, and none of them were any good. I mean, Winberg's thriving over. Is he thriving? Yeah. I mean, he's okay. He's shooting the puck more than he did in He's Columbus. all right. Yeah, that's that's what defines thriving. He's definitely not he's definitely not uh, an elite anything as a, a former uh, who's now in Seattle actually on their broadcast, which is crazy, a little who? former uh, athletic reporter oh, don't who, talk about who her. isn't here anymore. She she her. once called him an elite passer once <laughs> once he got bought out from here. I've never, ever in my entire life, one time, have I ever seen an elite anybody get bought out from a fucking team. All right? So fuck you. But he passes. Unbelievable. <laughs> I, can, I still cannot believe but he, four or five fucking years ago when he got bought out, four years ago, He's an elite passer, that Kyle. he was called by one specific person who no longer works in this city, was called called an elite passer. I have never, ever seen an elite passer get bought out from a team. <laughs> ever. I love it. What's your source on that one? Yeah, hmm. I figured it out. <laughs> source? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> figured it out. Front and nationwide. <laughs> now, I will say, though, I'm very excited at the idea of Juracek playing in the AHL during their playoff push. I think right. that'll be very cool to I'm see. And that's a Send Kent Johnson down. Send, send everybody who is not on waivers send their asses Fantilli. down. I love it. Fantilli. Nah, Fantilli, let him uh, sit. No, he's done. To do that. I, I, I he put him back from his calf laceration. Sense, I, hate all of, I hate all of that. I love it. Send him down when it called her. We're not, this season doesn't matter, remember? Yeah, this season doesn't matter. Let him play against NHL guys. Let him figure it out. They're winning a cup somewhere. Send him down to the AHL so they can continue playing in the playoffs. But I will say, Okay, I get that. But guys I, in the HL playoffs are going to be NHL players, so there's sure, a correlation there. Um, but a, yes, going back to Kirby Reichel's tweet now deleted. Um, I mean, there's got to be some truth behind that. Like Grant, yeah, sure. Was he? Well, the, certainly. Like he was drafted first round, and did he pan out to be a good player? Not really. And he even mentioned that in the tweet, like you said, Warren. Like he mentioned, like he's not the player. You know, he's he's an awesome player. Like he's better than I was. And to me, he's kind of. You know, he's literally look. He's talking directly to the management of the Blue Jackets. Like, oh, I've heard this before. You know, like I, I understand it. I've been mismanaged, and you know, all this bullshit. So, like, I get his, I get his tweet there because it just seems like it's just a reoccurring thing in this city. All right, man. let's flip the coin. Let's flip the coin one time, and let's look at players that were developed correctly. Okay, because there's a lot of them in Columbus. Who in Columbus? Rick Nash, Zach Warinsky, Rick Nash. Oliver Bjorkstrand, Jonas Corposalo, Elvis Merz-Lincolns was, was, was really good when he came in. He was developed correctly. Sure. He had some issues going through, and that's not development. I might sound dumb on this one. Did we draft Bob, or did we get him in a trade? We got trade. him in a trade, got but trade. developed him here. Okay. 
I was, he was a prospect for Philly and was developed here yeah. and won two Vesnas. But we also right? had a team around. Manny Legacy was also a big part of that. We, hey, we also had, when Bob got drafted or when he got traded here, um, Boone the, Jenner, the team that Dirt was Bowl. the team that was around him, the <laughs> team that was around naming him, naming deep cut Blue Jackets, was very good. And also, who built that team? Very good. We got, went to the playoffs with Bob. Yeah, I mean for sure. All right, we were good for Blue Jackets. Torts, but who who built that team? Not Yarmo. It was no eighty percent of those players were from the previous twenty fourteen on. That was Yarmo's teams. Nah. I mean, absolutely. There were players there that were not the, the development players. is not terrible. I mean, I know I've seen a lot of people going after Rick Nash as well, and I can understand that because there has been some development issues. But you also yeah, frame I mean, of reference. If you look around to every other team in the league, every other team in the league has development issues. You look at Matty Beneers in Seattle. Spent a lot of the time. Spent a lot of his time last year in the AHL. And and uh, Mason McTavish, like recent draft picks who were top draft picks that should have been developed quicker, have been spending a lot of time in the lower levels and getting better there. And that's just what, that's part of it. And that's that's known. I, I think there's a lot of good development that has happened here. There has been some outliers, like what we talked about. The drafts haven't been super great. We can go back through and, and look at those. But also you can counteract that with the guys who we drafted who have been great. Like I just said, Warinsky, Bjorkstrand, Boone Jenner, Cam Atkinson. We didn't draft Bob, but we got him super early because we saw it and developed him. Guys like that who where the development has been there. I think this last couple seasons have been an anomaly. And I think going forward, it's going to fix itself because the prospect pool here is deeper than it's ever been. And there's no reason for this team to not start competing next season with the, with the players that we have if the development is what it should be. I get that. All right. Yeah. See you next week. All right. See you guys <laughs> later. Hey, let's, uh, let's, let talk about, let's talk about too our... Too much? Uh, Did I go too far? I'll cue the outro. Perfect. No, you're good. <laughs> you're fine. Right there. <laughs> not the outro. We got to do the uh, ad read music now. Oh, sorry. No, don't yeah. we have something else to talk about here? No, I don't want to talk oh, about Oh, I do it. want to talk about... Did you talk about Pascal comparing oh, your yes, check? Oh, yes. Yes, <laughs> So I there did. was oh. a quote. There was a yes, quote from... Yeah. I'll, I'll just lead into this. You read it. Um, this one go. pissed me off. Pascal Vincent... Um, and this is a quote. This is a direct quote. You pulled this, yep. right? Direct quote. Uh, quote, we have kids, right? This is Pascal Vincent on David Yerchek. Quote, we have kids, right? So my daughter wants her own car. She's 13 years old. That's the Amazon effect. Talking about Bezos. Uh, we all want things. <laughs> not not the Amazon rainforest, for all of, for those of you confused. Thank oh. you for clarifying. <laughs> uh, it's not about it's not just about your check. It's everybody. Everybody wants it now, and I understand that. All hockey players want to be in the NHL. There's a process and everybody is different. When we just look at him and his future, this is the best route. He needs to play minutes. So I would say to to the one the last part of that, he needs to play minutes. He went a month without playing hockey at all. So what's the plan? It's healthy scratch. You're right. What's the plan? You're saying he needs to play minutes? You don't even know what the fuck you're talking about, Pascal. So <laughs> I do I do agree with you there, but I also think going back to the micromanaging side of this, he's being fed PR PR yes. from the team to try to control what the fans are feeling and, and talking about when it comes to that and trying to calm it down. Because as we know is from what Portsline said is that the season has been too loud for ownership. So that's coming down from the top. And that's like, what we're hearing from Pascal Vincent because Pascal Vincent is client facing 
after every single game. He's talking to all the fans after every single game, so he's their mouthpiece right now. And there's not a lot that Pascal Vincent can do about it. They're paying him a lot of money to do what they want him to do right now, and they have to micromanage him from their perspective. That's what they feel like they have to do because it's not what they want to do at the beginning of the season. So that's why we're hearing what we're hearing now from him on this. I don't necessarily agree with that because it doesn't make any sense. He needs to play minutes when they healthy scratched him for a month. Doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. But I don't think that that was actually him like saying that. He's not making the decisions to healthy scratch your check in that aspect like, i don't I, think i get he was trying to make an analogy right like you know the analogy yeah the, 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 the analogy, analogy part was weird the analogy sucks Car- no c- compare- the analogy kind no. of makes sense comparing <laughs> david Yurichek to your 13 year old daughter they have similarities you don't know uh, i don't think they do uh that that <laughs> part like i think pascal what what game was last thursday i was at a bar with my buddy Oh, we were watching it. It was like a it was a ten o'clock game, I think. Nine o'clock. Vancouver, game. maybe. Probably Vancouver. Mm, do you remember the score? I know we lost. Thank you. That yeah. very much clarifies <laughs> yeah. it. With but our twenty four losses like, on the year. Calgary, was, Edmonton, maybe. Every time the camera panned to Pascal, I, 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 I looked at my buddy game. one time. I was like, every time I see him, I just want to punch his face. Like I, saw, <laughs> I just, I just, I don't know what it is. Like, hey, we're close. It, I think it more, it more so comes down to like. For me, like Pascal, maybe needs some co- coaching aside, maybe a little media training. A, hey, no, a, a actually, a little bit. Like hey, we won, did believe we, it or not. Oh, uh, did we? It did was the win. Calgary game. Yeah, we did win that one. Yeah, you're right. Because because I stopped tweeting, and some guy, uh, <laughs> <laughs> dude. All right, so I stopped. I was tweeting like halfway through, then I got a little too drunk, so I stopped tweeting the game. And some guy tweeted us after the game was like, "Oh, I see how it is. You guys are like." You guys love shitting on the team when they lose, but when they win, you don't even tweet. And I, I responded with, <laughs> it was a 10 o'clock game, and I passed out. My bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's people don't even deserve responses. Sir, they we were, have <laughs> slick schedules. Yeah, they were looking a little too much into it. But no, long story short, like every time I saw Pascal, I looked at my buddy Chad, I was like, I just want to punch him. Somebody, I, don't know I saw why. somebody I don't compare know him to uh, Nathan from Ted Lasso. Like the, I've never seen that show. If you've oh seen Ted Lasso, God. Nate, the the guy, yeah, I won't ruin it for yeah. anybody, but he's he's one of the main characters in the in the show. Yeah, kind of unbearable at times, uh, because he just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, and he just uh, says early he, season Nate. Though. He says the same damn shit after every every game. Well, that team was really good. Hey, we're close. We were close though. We're they, close. Like they were way. They're they're a good team. All right, we'll figure out how to beat a good team. It is it is interesting to to. See, because we know what we're watching, I think, right? Yeah. For the most part, we're not in there. We're not super deep in the locker room and like in, in picking apart every single play and film and, and doing advanced analytics and all these things. We're not doing all of that, but the sniff test is important, right? Like we're watching yeah. these games and, and we can see what's happening and who's fucking up and, and that we're giving up three goals a game and these kind of things. And then we get quotes like this afterwards that are in a, in a year that we were not supposed to be this bad. Yeah. Nobody predicted this. Uh, there was some, there was some athletic, the Dom from the athletic predicted this. Actually speaking of quick, I can't wait to go back and revisit our preseason predictions. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be awesome. Hey, I predicted us not to make the playoffs for the first so time. Did, I think yeah. we all did. I think the we first all. time since I started this podcast. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like right now at, at this point in time when we are supposed to, our expectations were higher than what they're performing to right now for a good reason. The, the, the talent is clearly there on both ends, like offense and defense. The talent on paper is there. It's just, it is. It, it 100% is. Oh, it is. Wierenski, Boquist, Severson, 
uh, fuck, Bean, Bean is actually a really good defensive end. Branson is the enforcer, and that offense... The three Russians, Chinnikov, Marchenko, Voronkov, Fantilli, Goudreau, Line when he's healthy, Boone, the, the talent is there. Sean Corrali, Texier is insane talent. Like, it, the talent is there, but they are not gelling. They're not doing so, what they're supposed so here's, to do. Here's my thought. And to we're what, frustrated because of it. Yeah, so here's my thought with what you just said. Like, I think what you said is there, right? Like, like in terms of talent, sure, we have talent. But I think where Yarmo's biggest flaw is, is he cannot, he can't, put together a proper team to assimilate together to work together. That's my biggest frustration. Like it's coach. Yarmo's not in the locker room with these guys. He's not putting the lines he's together. He's pulling the strings. We literally 100%. We, we saw we saw fucking tweets today about how Yarmo like he sits down with the coach after the game and he has a whole like he has a whole rating system of certain players. But he did it with Torts. Sure. But like Torts had balls. I don't think Pasco has balls. It's fir- We've got balls. It's his first season. He got thrown into it. I, I'm not trying to make excuses, but like that, I, I do, <laughs> I do think that Yarmo has put together a team that should win. They are young. They're one of the youngest teams in the league, and that doesn't correlate to winning ever for Every any team single ever. Year twenty. The, I think the youngest ever team to win, uh, average team to ever win like a, a cup was like 27 years old. Average. We're what? We're like 26. I feel we're, like we're, we're at twenty. Lower. No, it's at twenty six, right? Is now. it? Yeah, okay. we got good Branson and Elvin. Like we have oh, guys. Yeah, we do have some. Old we're guys. like third from the bottom. Like we're yeah, not, we're, we're still one of the youngest teams yeah. in the league. Yeah. If these, <laughs> if you get the guy, development is important right now because these guys get older and, and continue to that average age grows. You don't get rid of these guys. The development's there. Then they start winning. That that team is there. Yeah, man, I don't get it either. No, I was trying to get. <laughs> oh, we're gonna do the. <laughs> We're doing the ad reads. I was going to have Warren do high bank. Oh. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, dude, fucking ad read. <laughs> Let me get the music. Yeah, you should do the music. There it is. Just going straight transition, like no pause. Like, right into it, baby. Nothing. <laughs> All right. Hey, guys, if you want to drink alcohol and you want to have food that you eat, go to High Bank Distillery. They have how many locations? One. Two. 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 About to be three. About to be three. Is that it? Going to be three? About Going to, to be, be three. three. So they got the one right in the Grandview Yards. Area. Area. And then they have the one in New Albany. Slash New Gahanna. Get slash Gahanna. Gahanna. And they're opening one. Hmm. Where's that at? In Westerville, Ohio. Oh, it's going to be town. Well, in the old post office. Up like town. It's like a like oh, the cool. old ass post office like the yeah. like from like the 19 like 30s. Yeah. Get drunk yeah. and send your ex a letter. They're also making like a little, they're making a speakeasy in the basement, which is dope as fuck. I hate that. Don't announce you're making a speakeasy. Oh, yeah. But hey, true. love you guys. It should be not a speakeasy. It's a speakeasy. It's a speak loudly. Well, well, maybe there's like a door you got to knock on. But you Special know what's knock. great? They got good old burgers for lunch. If you want to have a little brunch, you get yourself some irresistible cheddar potato ash. Mm. Mm. And then oh. you always drink it down with a beautiful concoction they have, like their in- end of anxiety. What that is, helps what that? everyone in this room. I will say, alcohol does help my anxiety. That's a problem. It's a oh, is that alcoholism? <laughs> I don't know. It's like made with drinking, whiskey war. Stop. Shut your mouth. <laughs> made with whiskey war. Buffalo Trace, Aperol, Averna, Demerara, and Citrus. I don't know what any of those things. One? I think you said those words right. Aperol. No, the fourth one. Uh, Demerara. The one after that. Demerara. Demerara. 
Demarara. Fancy as fuck, boy. Demarara. I think you said it right. So go to High Bank and get drunk. High Bank Co. Highbankco.com. Drink local, drink High Bank. And after, you know, you go to High Bank for a little pregame while you're sitting there, look at SeaKick.com or download the app. Uh, look for some tickets for the game coming up. A couple games coming up here. You know, we're still se- Blue Jackets still selling out arenas, you know? Get, get your Somehow. tickets. Go watch some games. SeaGeek.com or download the app. Use our promo code CBJA Whoa. for $20 off your first-time purchase. And you could and you could use a second email. You could use a second email. I mean, you, you wanted to. For $20 Unlimited more off discounts. your second-time purchase, right? So. Yeah. Check them out, SeatGeek.com or download the app. Uh, go to con- there's concerts coming up. There's there's all kinds of shit coming up. Just go check them out. SeatGeek.com, download the app. Promo code CBJA. Nailed it. All right, boys, we're getting social. Let's get social. Whoa, we're what getting the social. Segment three has been nixed. No, it's actually segment two, but it's fine. You're fair. Who cares? Who's Nick? I mean, we we kind of talked about it already. So. What? I was a Yarmo. He said segment three's been nicked. Nixed. Who's Nick? Nixed. Oh. I know a Nick. With a next, I think. <laughs> so, that's a pretty I know, common. I, I, I know a say. Nick. I know a lot of Nicks in my life. All right. Let's go social. It's time to answer some questions from Twitter. We sent this one out last night, so I hope we Dude, have I a was lot of like, good ones. I was sitting, and I was like, listen, Twitter is spicy right now, and I was ready for some spicy questions. There you go. First question. From Stu Sickles at BS Beef, friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. There we go. Uh, Stu's been on the sideline for a few weeks, so he's coming in hard-hitting with some hard-hitting shit tonight. Well, yeah, he got pissed because apparently he didn't see our last social question last week. <laughs> and he was like, I never saw you guys tweeted this out. He called me about it. <laughs> Did he really? He called me and was like, dude, what the fuck? The, it was tweeted. He's like, he's in Florida right now. He's on his way to a golf course and didn't it was, actually give a I, shit. It was tweeted. <laughs> uh, Stu asks, who's your favorite player off the ice? Off the ice? That's so that's just like any non hockey player. No, your favorite hockey player, off, your favorite Blue Jackets player off the ice? Boone Jenner. Just because of our Nashville experience. Oh, okay. That's fair. Do you know who I am? Like, Do you know who I am? <laughs> okay, well, I wasn't referring to that. Yeah. Just saying, we saw him at, you know, FGL House and off Broadway in Nashville. And, uh, that's so that's cool. that's ancient. Stop bringing that up. He's married now. Oh, it's, I know it's that. I, I'm Do not you gonna, know who I am? I'm not going to say the scenario of what was going down. I was just saying, you know. But now you're implying something. You know the implication. Yeah, when Jordan walked up to him is. and said, "Do you know who I am?" Do you I know never, who I am. I was also drunk, and I said, "Do you?" I think I said, "Like, do you nope, know the that's artillery?" Exactly what you said. All right. Well, fuck you. <laughs> My favorite player off the ice is also, actually two I de- players. I deleted the picture of us together because I looked. Trashed. You were. Well, yeah, you were. So keep it up. I, that's what I've heard. Through the grapevine. Also, Who's your player? Boone. Ref- he refused to take a shot with us. I know because he was pissed drunk too. We brought him a shot. He, <laughs> yeah. he, he drank the Bud Light. He took a Bud Light. He took the Bud Light. Didn't no. take the shot. No. He Who's your man? He probably thought we roofied it, which I would. Nah, I did. he just didn't want any more shots. He was already drunk. BHK. <laughs> Who's your player? My favorite player is two players, mm. and it's because of that over the over, the, over the Christmas break. It was Adam Fantilli and Kent Johnson. Spending their Christmas together. That is sweet. And and posting Aww. pictures of each other, like opening gifts and like hanging out around the fire and I the Christmas that. tree and all that. And just just being just guys being dudes around Christmas time, hanging out with each dudes. other because they were the only family they had at the time. Were so. they sitting five feet apart? I, I think so because they're not gay. They're not five gay. feet apart. And they might not be. Who tough. cares? Uh, but anyways, <laughs> yeah, that's 
Yeah, that's those are my favorite guys because they're cute as shit when they're together oh, like that. I love that. Little cute. cuties. I love Lauren, that. who's your favorite player off the ice? Oh, man, there's so many to choose from, but I know uh, it's like a whole roster. There's like 23, yeah. dude. I think I'd have to go with uh, uh, Chinny, well, Chinnikov. Yeah. I feel like he's just a cool guy. I remember whenever he got drafted and he came here, uh, my wife and I were getting breakfast at uh, North Star Cafe downtown. And he was getting, he was eating there, and it was like, eh, it's cool. And he's just, he was a cool guy. Uh, I think he's going to be a very cool guy. He's going to be a great player. And yeah, I think uh, him. He also had a pretty cool uh, uh, Christmas sweater. Oh, I think well, uh, yeah. I got a big package. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like I saw that. Stupid, yep. but I was like, I like that. And also, like, I wonder if he even knew what it said. <laughs> oh, he certainly did. <laughs> Someone was like, "Here's the reference if you <laughs> yeah. need help." Yeah. So yeah, he's mine. Well, Jenny. I think. I mean, I, he also has the best shot on the team, hands down. Hard shot. I get hard watching that. Marchenko might have the best shot. I think my oh, I think my favorites might might be. Are you googling players because you don't know who they are? Yep, you're right. Yeah, I think mine's Bobrovsky. <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna slap the fucking face. I feel like off mine is uh, just <laughs> Mark Mark Dennis. Tell what's your <laughs> Brian? What person, Brian? What's who's your favorite player? I I'm, I'm gonna say Marchenko. Yeah, his little. Thing with his he, wife with Bally's coach was pretty good. That was uh, that video was good, and I just Marcheco's married. Heckin' cute. Yeah, yeah, he's been married. Yeah, Aww. he's just got he's so much. Before he got here, he's yeah. just got so much personality. I, I love it. seeing interviews. I with wanted him. the hickey on my other side. That is honestly Marchenko. one part of the reason I love him so much is because nobody even knew that he was married, which is <laughs> fine. But like his yeah. personal life, all he, it's. He's he is the another Ted Lasso reference. I just finished it last week, so I'm like in the yeah, Ted Lasso mood right now. Yeah, uh, is uh, he reminds me of Danny Rojas from Ted Lasso? Football is life. I swear, I swear. Every time he like puts on his skates, he's just skating out, like running out to the ice. Like hockey is life. Hockey is life. I'm Marchenko. Yeah. No, he's just got life. he's just got so much personality <laughs> off the ice. Like his antics, true in the locker room in post game interviews. He's amazing. He's I love, amazing. I love his personality. We are so lucky to have him, and he is in a contract year. Fucking pay that man. Get that know. man his pay money. Pay that man his money. Chinnikov is also in a contract money. year. Pay that man his money. If I know uh, Yarmo, Ken Johnson's also in a contract know, year. Pay that man his money. If I know Yarmo, he's going to hardball Marchenko to where he gets pissed off, and he's going to I don't go. think Marchenko has a pissed off bone in his body. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Marchenko's ever have been mad ever. ever. Have you ever dealt with Yarmo Kekalainen? No. I sure haven't. No. You haven't either? Yeah. I haven't either, but I... Can figure it out. The Yarmo. last time I talked to Yarmo was last a uh, year ago, almost to the day when I asked cannonball. him, "When are you going to extend Line?" A? And yeah. that was at the Cannonball. That was the last <laughs> thing I talked to him about. So about. I haven't dealt with him, but I just asked him about that, and he and laughed he, in he my face. He probably laughed like <laughs> he laughed right in my face. I'm gonna have him killed soon. He reminds me of Lex Luthor. He's terrifying. Ooh, yeah. yeah. That you know when you when you met Dale Junior for the first time, and were shaking. Yeah, I, was shaking. I met Yarmo for the first time and was like. Yeah. Oh God, that's like he is an intimidating human. I want to talk to him, pretend yeah. I don't know who he is. The thing is, like Yar- Jarmo, 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 he seems intimidating, but Dale, Dale, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is not intimidating. <laughs> very, this guy's very awesome, down to earth dude. I heard. I was just super nervous. It's because he looks like Blake Shelton. He's got a welcoming he does face. Not. All, right. All right, next question, <laughs> please. Next question. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't have one. Next question. Uh, I'm just going through the list here from Gopnik Hockey Life at Gopnik Hockey Life, uh, friend of the pod. Uh, the, yep. Yep. <laughs> a little, a little bummer. Oh. We haven't met him. 
Yeah, we have. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're, I don't we're just think not gonna. Ever, we're, yeah, I don't we, think I've ever met him. I don't but think like, I've met We're him. just not going to reveal the name of the person who runs this account because he has a lot of it. Oh, got it. Oh, this is a burner. I mean, he's definitely a kind of, but not really. Friend of the. I mean, he's very good. Like he always tweets us. So I love his tweeter. Uh, he says, Gopnikaki Life says, I wanted to see what you guys think if you are in Eurocheck's shoes, but in a scenario for a regular company. We actually just talked about that. Yeah, I did the analogy with the bartender thing. Uh, you join a new company and you are the youngest team member there. You have been, you have been given a chance to work on a complex project on which you show exemplary results and your manager promises you a spot on the advanced team. Later, you find out the team has been formed without you and there are less qualified team members that made it instead of you. I think this is a shallow take on this, but <laughs> I truly, I do. I, that's shallow. Uh, how would you guys feel about this and what actions would you take? Um, I'm, I'm just going to jump ahead of this before anybody else answers this. There are, when, when you, <laughs> from, from a civilian life, like what we live, right? And you go into a job, you, you, sign a, you sign a piece of paper saying you work for this company now, but it's not a three-year contract. They're not, they're not tied to you for three years with hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. invested into you. So there is a difference there. And especially when you bring in a guy like that who has all of this history behind him of already playing in this game and as good as he was, and that's why you drafted him. And there's a plan there, a three-year plan there for somebody like that because that's when ELC is. And you move forward with that. When it's somebody at a company like that and you bring them in and you want to see what they're like at first, you don't know what they're like. You didn't scout them or or do anything like that before they came into your company. So it it's it's a lot different in that aspect. But, I mean, I, I can understand why Juracek is thinking that way, but he also has years and years ahead of him of the same job where he's going to do nothing but get better, and it's going to prove fruitful for him and this team. Yeah, I think in that scenario, like with it comes to like a job, you as an employee can take it like three different ways. You can accept it and just go on with your life. You can be, leave, you can gripe and whine and leave and do whatever you want. Or C, you can take the criticism, you can take what you've been told, you can take the position you put in and make sure you work yourself better, improve yourself, and always make sure you brag about yourself whenever it makes sense. And that's what Juracek is doing right now. He's bragging about himself. He's continuing to push himself. He's going to play in the AHL again for a while this season. That's just the fact. But he's always going to keep pushing himself, and he's doing the right thing here. So I'm all for what's happening right now. I get it. He's going to be fine. He's going to be a big, big player in our defense next year, and that's just how it is. So I get it, and like you said, though, I feel like it's not a quite a fair comparison, but I'm here for it. Thank you, Robnick. Oh, man. What you got, Jordan? I don't know. I, I go back to the Fantilli talk. <laughs> Okay. Wrap it up. Back, no. <laughs> Wrap it up. <laughs> Wrap it up. I go back to the Fantilli talk. So, like, listen. If, so, for me, like, I'm a marketing professional. That's my job. If nice. I if, if if I apply for that position, right, and I get hired at that position, and I expect to be working at that position, I want to do that job. I feel like you're not answering the question. So no, I you're think you are. I think no, he I is. Am. Okay. I am. Like so, I, I, I let me just I get, keep I, going. I get that sports are professional sports are obviously different, but I, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of going back to the Fantilli references, like with Braden here when we talked about how you know he's a bartender, but Triple B, big bartender Bray, that's what they call me. <laughs> Relax. So <laughs> I I guess I'm just kind of like I'm to the point now where it's like, um, 
<sighs> I lost my train of thought. Whoa. I I lost I, it. I lost just to it. feed off what you just said, I, I think that you're right about that because when yeah. you like you, you it's this is not an entry level position, right? In the Correct. in the yeah. NHL. You're oh, not yeah. getting drafted. Yeah. It's not entry level when you're getting drafted. You've done your work on the back end, you've played your whole life, you've you've been doing this already, and you have the experience, and then you get drafted for a position, and then it's not working out how right now, and we're only halfway through the first season of him being here. He played a little bit last year, but not really, right? Yeah. And we, no, nobody was expecting him to, and he wasn't expecting to. So I, I hear what you're saying on, on this aspect of coming like into this position is not entry level and, and getting hired for a specific yeah. thing that you're yeah. doing yeah. because you already have the experience doing that, and then you're not doing that, right? You're doing something else of what you were told you're going to do. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, no, that was... Yeah, that was... It's not, yeah, it's not entry level. Yeah. And, like, and also it comes down to like... Especially at the very beginning of the season, when like when he, when he sits down with Yarmu and JD, and they tell him, like, "All right, well, you need to, you need to get a place in Columbus because you're going to be here." Like they literally they looked him dead in the eye, like, "Get a place in Columbus," and all of a sudden, he's bouncing between hotel his hotel room in Cleveland and his apartment in Columbus for now. And it's just yeah, it's sure, the nature of the beast. For, but he's let him know, like, "Hey, this is a long term thing. You are here." There. There is that possibility too, but I again I I, I just kind of take it back to I don't think that this current front office is good with setting the the overall plan for certain players, especially the young guys. I think that's where frustration lies with people with certain players wanting out at certain times. Like, listen, we saw we saw Chinnikov at one point. He wanted to, he wanted to leave this year. Man, part of that, I think it was just a big move on the agent but, side. Yeah, that wasn't. No, he didn't actually want to leave. He was, great move. But again, I think it comes down to there's just a miscommunication across the board with this front office. Like Voronkov, granted, Voronkov, he maybe a little different scenario, but he was like, I don't like it here right now. Like I, I'm not a big fan of being in America. Maybe I want to go back to Russia. Cool. Like I understand that, but also I think. That comes back down to possibly a mismanagement of a player, like and 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 setting the objectives and and, and, and setting the goals of like what we are trying to get out of you and at to the certain extent. So I, I don't know. I just think you know when it comes down to a euro check, I think there's there, there's been some there's been a gross mismanagement to where I think his frustrations make sense. Um, should he be an NHL guy right now? Verdict still out, sure. Has he shown some promise? Yes. Yeah. But at the same time, I just think that there's been a lack of communication between coaching, front office, and just what his what is his goal? What's like what what is our what is our goal with him? And I think that's where I think the goal uh, with him is to be a future number one defenseman on this team, and, and that's what they're pushing towards. Well, like we like I said earlier, Wierenski did not play here his his rookie season. He was in the you know what. Well, Technically, his rookie season would have been here, right? But before that, he was in the AHL. With yeah, these things happen. I and I just I think the the situation that the team is in right now definitely like compounds everything that's happening with Yurichek for sure. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like I I just I think at the end of the day, it's just it's development, and he's frustrated with it because he thinks he should be here, and they just disagree on that. It's just time. Uh. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Do you have anything else on that? Nope. More? Uh, yeah. Next one, uh, John Young at uh, uh, CBJ underscore Chef. I imagine all the topics. By the way, if you guys are curious, uh, 
Braden likes to sing while he pees. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> um, Apparently. John Young, I imagine all the topics I want covered are going to be. So my question, if you were having your last meal on earth, what would it be? That's a good question. Uh, mine would be pizza because you can put anything on pizza. French fries. Oh, specifically like nothing on them. No, I'm asking like you put oh. French fries. No, I'm not. Just, give me fries. <laughs> uh, I thought that was your answer. No, that's a horrible answer. Yeah, no pizza. You can put anything on pizza. Like the fries. answers are unlimited. Fries. Sure. All right. You want to? Okay. My uh, last meal would be a nice, juicy, awesome bowl of ramen really? with all the things in it. Oh my all god! All the things. Like you ever had the slurping turtle bowl, man? I, oh, ramen noodles! My God, not nice, not the microwave ramen noodles. No, like a like real like yeah. Japanese style, like genuine ramen, and then mm. a little sushi on the side. Give me that all day. Mm. Okay, huh? I'll do uh, fifty five burgers, fifty five fries, fifty five tacos, fifty five <laughs> pies, fifty five cokes. Wait, let me go first. I'm doing something. I'm doing something. Coffees, fifty five wings, fifty five shakes, fifty five pancakes, fifty five pastas, fifty five peppers, one hundred fifty five taters. Just, this asshole's trying to start a pay it forward chain. You just, you just Googled that to read it? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, dude, it, it would be really hard to pick a final meal. Like That I, is The tough. first thing that came to my mind is like just a whole box of cereal with some milk. Oh, that's good. Really? It would be such a good final You wouldn't want meal. something like. like, But also like on like death row, these people can have so many things. So I could do like a steak. I could do like a shrimp. Alfredo pasta and also why is I that can, a th- why is that a thing though, man? Like you, if, if you were no, be- I'm, I'm just saying if you're on death row, mm-hmm. you're obviously a piece of shit person. <laughs> so like, why yeah. are we why are we trying to wind down in sixty nine you when you about you're about They're to die? I cheat the system and I'd ask for a lifetime supply of Chick Fil A. You're still in prison, about to sure, but like, die. oh, what do you want your last meal to be? Like, oh, we're gonna like go to Mitchell Steakhouse and grab you a fucking ribeye and yes, you, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah do I know why. I'm, I know what I'm eating. Why they they're obviously piece of shit humans because they're still humans. Yeah, they're human. Keyword in that human. All right, great. They should. We're just. What do you mean? There's. Yeah, my last meal would yes, be. Yes, they're human, but we're about to kill you now. So what do you want to eat? Exactly. So what why does it matter? Like? It's minuscule money compared to what they paid to have him in there for the well, years I they know had him that. in there, right? I know that, but I'm just like the prison system is a business, baby. I'm just saying, like they treat you like shit while you're in there for life, and all of a sudden it's like, what do you want? Is your last meal? I would love that. I'd get a medium rare steak. Nice T-bone medium rare. I've never understood that. With what? Next question. I didn't even get to say my, the you rest just of said it. it. You just said it. And also, like, Ten of them. they'll never have the pleasure of pooping that out. Yeah, they will. Mm. No. They go the next day. When they die, you poop. Next question <laughs> from T underscore Hayes at Cincy Jackets 28. What are the five biggest draft busts for the CBJ? Five. And let's just do one apiece. Sonny Milano doesn't count. Okay, number one, Sonny Milano. <laughs> Liam Foodie. Good yeah, one. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm gonna go one. back to t- I'm gonna we'll start at 2013 and work up from there. So like let's it, just do one a piece. I have one, I actually have one specifically. Unless from you want to do one, Bobby can. Mm. I have one from Nikita Filatov. Uh, okay. Mm. He was a first round draft pick that left and went to Russia for the next ten years and didn't do shit in Russia. Yeah, because the front office fucks every young guy development I, over. I don't. I mean, <laughs> these guys go other places and don't do things there either. So I yeah, I just yeah. I disagree with that to an extent. Are I you mean, speaking draft bus specifically? Like in Columbus, they suck. 
and then they go other places. No, and do just well? like they didn't do anything anywhere else, like ever, like Kirby Reichel or yeah, like Kirby. Marco Dano or Reichel, like yeah. uh, not I won't say Alexander Winberg or mm, those two. Sonny Milano was one. Uh, yeah. Gabriel Carlson, first round pick. Where the fuck's what's he doing? I now? mean, he was a defenseman for us for mm. like a least two three years he's a first round pick in 2015 true sounds like a bust yeah <laughs> Pierre Luc Dubois I'm throwing in there as a bust for us and he's a bust for every team he goes to because Ryan Murray was another bad one nah, I feel like he was a good defense he was he, good he, just got he was hurt. Just so prone to injury yeah like, he wasn't a bust yeah but wouldn't you like, call that a bust though if he can't stay healthy to play no, I wouldn't call that a bust I just call that like wow damn yeah like, compared yeah. to like those people like they were busts and going back to my development argument from earlier, Jack like Josh Anderson, fourth round pick in 2012, <laughs> developed well. I don't care. He's a bust. Developed right. really well. Uh, Jonas Corposalo, third round pick, same draft, developed really well, not yeah. having a great year this year. What did we do, though? We left him as a backup for 15 years. And he was great. Oh, Oliver Bjorkstrand, third round pick, uh, developed well. Elvis Burns Lincoln's third round pick, developed well. Also, uh, Vladislav Gavrikov, sixth round pick in 2015. Yeah. Uh, you know, Andrew Peak second round pick, and he's done well. Um, Vitaly Abramov, he got traded to Montreal. Yeah. That motherfucker. Or no, not it. Montreal, to Ottawa. Was it Ottawa for Duchesne? Doesn't really yeah, anything. That's right. Um, he's done nothing since he got up there. Like, there's there's a lot of guys that Trey Fix Polanski, seventh round pick in 2018, is is leading the AHL in, in points. But also, you got to look at the draft picks we missed. Dimitri Voronkov, fourth round pick in 2019. Come home. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We can look at everybody that we missed. Like, oh, we I don't. Yeah, we I picked Chinnikov in the first round. We could have got him like fifth round. Nobody was he was even on the goddamn board. Yes, but like in that, in that aspect, though, you have to look at the players that you did get and who you developed and who didn't, because other teams also passed on all of those players as well. It wasn't just the Blue Jackets. Would you call Andrew yeah. Peak a bust? No. Okay. No, he's no. He played. 160 plus games in the last two years. Okay. No, yeah. it's not a bust, and he hasn't been playing bad. He's a no. okay no. defenseman. Like that's a good depth defenseman. I when mean, did he get drafted? Like I'm not the year of the round. Uh, Andrew Peak like, was, was second like round. Second, yeah. second okay. round. Uh, very tail end of the second round in 2016. So yeah, I mean first first like first pick of the second round. I yeah, mean, I was gonna say he was early in the second. 34th overall pick. So. There, Calvin Thurkoff, he did. He played up here for a while. He was a seventh round pick. You know, yeah, well, I mean, not great, but you know, yeah. just there's there's guys that they did develop. And in Carson Meyer, sixth round pick in 2017, hasn't yeah. done much here, but he hasn't like gone anywhere. Like he's still chilling. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't know. It's there. You could go either way with those arguments of they drafted poorly, but then like you really look at it, they didn't draft too poorly because if they if they didn't hit on the first round picks. They were hitting on Josh Anderson in the fourth round. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, Yarmo's missed on a lot of first-rounders. No. Uh, I wouldn't say a lot. Uh, his first year, Kirby Reichel, Alexander Winberg, and who the fuck other was Marco that? Marco right. Dano. Marco Dano. Marco Dano. That was 2013. Those were the third, uh, three first-round picks. The then it was Sonny Milano the year after. Uh, another bust. Really bad. Yeah. And then it was Zach Wierenski. All right. Boom. Solid, not like and Gavrikov and, and Nudavara in the in the Nudavara was a seventh round pick. Nudavara was solid. That was for yeah, seventh solid. round. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, for uh, Pierre Luc Dubois the year after first round pick. Alexander Texier. I'd say Peel, he was a bust. The year after that, twenty seventeen, it was Texier Tarasov Bemstrom. Texier is a bust. Um, that's untrue. No, uh, that's I wouldn't say bust. Hey, are you kidding me? He's running like the fourth line barely. 
I'm not going to stand for the Bemstrom slander. Marchenko, second round in 2018. Voronkov, fourth round in 2019. That's a good one. Uh, Nazco, third round in 2020, who Let's still see. is to see the league, but he will. Is he in the AHL or? Yes. Yes. Is uh, so is Roddy Savvy, seventh round pick, who's still around. James Malatesta, who nobody's talking about, but I think he's going to come up and be one of the faster, better players on the forward lines in the next couple years. Fifth round pick in 2021. Yes. See. Uh, Sergey Ivanov, fifth round pick, who is the best goaltender in the cannot, KHL right now. Cannot wait. So the, the drafting has not been ter- David Yurichek, Denton Mateachuk, and that Luca Delbal Belouz, Jordan Dumay in that, in the 2022 draft like i will the, say when the drafting uh, has not been bad i will say when when uh anaheim took carlson i was surprised that we took fantilly i thought your was gonna pull something out just oh yeah what's what's his name <laughs> oh, uh, will, will smith, smith. Yeah. From, yeah. I, yeah i was i, just, more, I thought you was like, gonna be like well because we, we all have the video of when the ducks took yeah carlson and everybody's like we got fucking fantilly and then like yeah. right before i was like Maybe oh, we don't. Be Will Smith? Uh, I thought he was going to pull another like Chinnikov. What's, what's Will Smith doing? Where's he at? He who played took, who on, took him? I think he was on the team junior team that won the gold. Was he? Maybe so. not. The, no, not this year. Are you sure? I don't think so. I didn't Maybe see not. much about him unless he just was a non-factor. I don't know. I know factor, uh, Gavin Brindley, second round pick, was one of the better players in the tournament. Dog. Dude, he the drafting is, is mm-hmm. not been bad at all. Yeah, I think I tweeted it out like a month ago, extremely drunk. I think Gavin Brindley will be a, a can will probably start or not start. Will be in the roster. Consistently. Was that how your tweet was tweeted as well? I worded it a lot better because I was drunk. <laughs> okay, but I I think he'll be on the roster the whole year next year. I think uh-huh. he will be a dog. Oh no! I said he'll win. Uh, I said so he'll here, win the Calder his rookie year. Hey, by the next year. Never mind. I can't. That was my that. tweet. Oh, Elias Lindholm to Vancouver. By the way. Oh shit! Did just just announced get, uh, by Pagnata. Damn. Uh, Elias Lindholm going to Vancouver for Andre Kuzmenko. So that's a huge trade. Kuzmenko was a, scored like 40 goals as a rookie last year as a 28-year-old rookie. Damn. So anyways, yeah. I just farted, sorry. Next question. <laughs> Moving on, next question. Um, next one is coming to us from Ali San at Ali San 1. Um, what are the odds there is any kind of management change in the All Star break? Zero, Nine. zero chance. Zero won't happen. Sorry. Yeah, but uh, the quote we got the, that yeah, there was the there's All-Star not break. been enough. What was it? Miss? I don't even know what the quote was. Incompetence or something like that. There hasn't been enough of that for, for there to be a change, right? That's what Portsline said in his article. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they're getting close. <laughs> I mean, and, yeah, and like, again, in, I can understand why. In terms of like, if we're asking for the All Star break, like. I think there's a lot of us that here we are. wish that, <laughs> yeah, we're that here. was a thing. But like we're literally here now, so no, I don't think there's gonna be any change here. Yeah. Especially with the quotes and yeah, everything that's come out with the the porcelain articles and podcasts and it just seems like they're kinda sold on Yarmo to potentially do something in terms of like because Yarmo's never sold it. He's never been like, Oh, this is a this is a rebuild. He's always like this is like a re structure or you know so i think they're i as much as i don't want to say it they're going to probably have him into next year which too. is accordingly not like they weren't supposed to be saying rebuild because of owner ownership told them not yeah, to use the or, word rebuild yeah pressure yeah. from ownership yeah so i there's a lot of things coming down right now that are changing my perspective on things uh next question from james wells at james wells 51 uh, do you guys see any substantial changes that can put the team in the right direction unless the McConnells sell the team? 
What do you think could change the direction of the team? A new front office. Yeah, I mean, that, that's where I'm at, too. And I... Genuinely, like, listen, like... Again. I think at the end of the year, they're, they're, if there is not some sort of change in the front office, I think it is more about the dollar signs to the organization as a whole. Just because, I mean, we are still consistently selling out nationwide for home games. If there there needs to be at least some sort of change in the front office, whether it's GM, president, any of the other offices yeah, like that as, I'm not listing, as I much think there as needs I, to be a change. As much as I like, and a head coaching change. Fire the janitor. <laughs> yeah. As much as it's, it's kind of like a cliche answer, but like as, the past couple of years, it's got to be front office. Like it has to be. Like I know we just we just went down the whole list of you know players that Yarmo's drafted and all that bullshit. Like sure, but like let's also talk about the people, the players that he missed, right? Like um, I just don't think that right now the dynamic of the front office is is in a good spot. I just think that there's 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 lack of communication. At least that's what it seems like from coaching to front office and. Year after year, we just seem to be stuck in this, like, Columbus Blue Jackets drama that gets talked about nationwide to where, like, we kind of come off as this laughing stock to where I think that it comes down to, like, there's some, there's there's a miss somewhere. There's a miss of communication in some element to where I'm like, if that's the case, then the front office is not doing their job the right way. And I think it has to be, you know, yeah, I agree. I think at a surface level, you can look at the players they put on the ice yeah. and think that that is good enough because it is. Like, if you just look at it at that aspect of them just putting players on the ice in front of a coach, that has been good. The players are there. It's everything else that comes around it, right? The the contract extensions, the Marchenko still hasn't been paid. They haven't paid guys that are that are leaving here that they probably should have paid you know, they're trading guys away that probably shouldn't be traded. Things like this because of guys that are upset at, at times. But at the same time, I think that this, we would be having a different conversation if the coaching hire wasn't what it was. I truly do. Yep. I, and I think that that everything that they've done over the past four years to this point was completely derailed by the coaching situation at the beginning of the season. And there's really no other way around it. And we're in a bad spot right now as a team and as a fan base, clearly. But I, I, I truly think that we are through the worst of it now and that it's coming back to the point where we're going to see positive outcomes coming out of this team, minus injuries with, like, you know, Fantilli going down and, and that kind of shit. But, you know, we're going to see more positive outcomes coming out because the, they're coming out the, the second half of the season and, they're, and they're, they're starting to figure out what they need to do going forward to be successful. So... I don't think Yarmo and JD are dumb by any means. They're not making the wrong decisions on purpose, which I think a lot of people is they're like, oh, they're they're ruining this franchise, and they're, well, and they're yeah, like they're not, yeah, it's they're not, not on, just like it's ruining not a, the franchise it's not on but, purpose, but it, it comes down to like a lot of choices are made, and and one of them was wrong, and it's fucked everything. I think a lot. I think there's been multiple choices that have been wrong, but like yeah, it's not done on purpose. But I think we've gotten to a point with these two dudes that's like, all right. There just hasn't something, been success. Yeah. Something has got to change because we are sitting here ten years into all to, to you guys being a part of this. I mean, granted, JD he did go to New York for like a year or two, um, but Yarmo, you know, Yarmo's been at the helm and and something's just a miss. And it, listen, like if if Yarmo was a GM and 
like Toronto or I don't know some big bigger market, he would have been gone like his third or fourth year. Like there's just there's no reason to just accept this mediocrity, especially as a fan. Like I'm just pissed off at it, and it's time to if I had to make a change, it's got to be the front office. Like they got to make a move, and and you know, sure coaching we we can all we can all look at coaching right now and be like, what's going on here? But who makes that move? It's the front office. It's Yarmo. It's JD. Yep. So like, you know, Pascal. Sure, he seems like a great guy, but you know, he's in over his head. I feel like I I see a lot of people saying we need to start fresh as well and clean it out and start over. We're in for years more of misery if that happens. Yeah, that, maybe one hundred. Yeah, yeah. I I like, truly believe that you're coming. You have people coming here to start over entirely, like from the ground. I mean, you know, you have good product. That's where you would start with a new front office. They. They're coming in with a new roadmap, and and then it, it we have more years of shit. Yeah, but do you want the same? You want ten more years? Of I don't the think same it, I don't think that that's coming. I don't. I I don't. We have the better. We have the best prospect pool that we've ever had. We are still the youngest team in the league, but now the guys that are supposed to grow into their positions are here, young, but they are growing into their positions. I mean, we also had the best prospect pool ever when we, you know, coming off of the. It was Zach Rowinski, Oliver Bjorkstrand, and you know Corpusalo when they when they won the Calder in Cleveland. And sure, like we we swept Tampa, didn't do anything else after that with those guys. So it's just like I don't know, man. Like we I, all knew they were all leaving at the end of that season, anyways, right? So I that's mean, sure, but like just different, just different situations, I guess. I don't know. I I'm I guess I'm like look I'm like a apologist I guess at this point. Don't but be. You got we got to rip off the bandaid with man. the with the Yarmo thing. I'm like I, I'm kind of like standing up like defending him and, no. and the things that they've done. But you have to rip off the bandaid. It's I I can't because the, what I'm seeing right now it's like it's there. Like they had a they had a shutout against St. Louis. They they were up four to one on Vancouver. They've they've had multi goal leads going into third periods against better teams in the league and they've crumbled and. To an extent, Vincent is right. They are right there, and they're progressing. It's just it hasn't come together to the fans' liking yet, and that's why we're having these conversations right now. Yeah, I don't know. No, I, no, exactly. that, no. I mean, you that, you raise a good point there. I'm not. I kind of look at it like when I was going through puberty. <laughs> I became really handsome, but during that time, buddy, I was ugly. Do you, Do you remember your first pubic hair? Yes, I do. It scared me, and I poked up, picked up, <laughs> pulled it, pulled it right out. Yeah, I remember my first one. You pulled it right off. Yeah, I was like, "Go away." Uh, next question <laughs> from Doctor Jiggly stuff. Let's, uh, this got to be this it, last quote. Last, we question. have a few more. We're all right. Ah, you're you're a little, you're rushing a little Just bit because for no you wouldn't stop talking. Doesn't mean you come and tell us when all to right. stop. Well, you guys answer it because I gotta go piss. At Jay, yeah. go go piss then. At Jay go Cooper piss, Jared. That. Thoughts on PLD not wanting to play hockey in not only Columbus but everywhere he's been. Quit <laughs> playing fucking hockey, brother. Yeah. It seems like, but he's good at it. Yeah, he is. Yeah, but it's like you can't bitch and moan when you lose. Well, he can. He does. He does. Well, I mean, <laughs> he can. You shouldn't. And he keeps getting signed, <laughs> so you can. Tired of the hanky panky bullshit so with him. All right. No, we all agree, and that's that's why like he's moved literally as far away as possible as he could from Columbus to and LA. And he's still fucking losing, and that's fine. And that's and he's not doing well over there because he can't figure out the system and and this and that and. He was going to be our number one center, and he was great when he was here. Great when he was here. And then all of a sudden, he didn't want to be here anymore. But for whatever fucking reason, 
Because talk about a guy that doesn't have a plan. Let's talk about Pierre-Luc Dubois. Oh, no <laughs> no yeah. fucking plan with that guy because he gets a little emotional about something that he didn't like at one point, so he just stops fucking playing and requests a trade. And he's done that twice now, not with just Columbus, but also with Winnipeg. Didn't get traded for Winnipeg because they told him to go fuck himself. <laughs> did he get traded to L.A.? I think he did get traded yeah. to L.A. Yeah, he and got they, traded and to then LA. They, yeah. Jesus, he really did have to. Yeah, see, for like a hot minute, oh. it was. <laughs> see, oh. for a hot minute, he was like uh, that 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 last shift as a Blue Jacket was shifting again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I saw like, that. The LA the fans are like, I saw a tweet from an LA fan account a few weeks ago that uh, posted the video that we posted of PLD's last shift in Columbus, yep. and we're like, look at what he did in Columbus before he left. This is what he's doing here. Oh. He's still doing it. He's still doing it in L.A. He got a seven-year deal making more money than any of us will ever make in our lives combined, and he's still bitching about it, mm -hmm. even though he's going to be... He could be one of the best players on that team. He'd be fantastic. He just got to just fucking grow up, dude. Yeah. It's crazy. He won't. It's fine. Oh, my God. He's so large and good at handling the puck, and he's a good center. Just fucking play the game, dude. Would you take him back? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next one. Sierra at Sierra underscore Sierra underscore. Um, who did and that sound about right? Yeah, nailed it. Yeah, yeah, I drilled it. Who did Cylinder piss off to get shoved to third line when he's been single handedly carrying this team on his back for weeks now? Uh, nobody. You don't have to piss anybody off to get moved to uh, different, yeah. positions. especially on this team. It's all of development. Just depends on the day. Uh, real talk though, Cole Cylinder has been playing better this year. He's he's he has improved, growing into that role that he should be in as the grinding center yeah he's the next boon yeah truly he's, yeah he truly can fit into that i yeah. and i think that's what he's going to end up being so you know he'll get a broken jaw every now and then and have to wear a bubble yay uh next question from sports cbus at sports cbus where art thou uncle john <laughs> seriously the jackets need john davidson's pr magic to make make sense out of this mess and calm the masses um it is funny it. that that question comes up because we talked about then, that yeah. and <laughs> Uh, John Davidson basically telling all of us who have our opinions on the team that Fuck off. we are wrong. Um, we don't understand what they're doing, and that's fine. Also, he's been dealing with health issues, which is what we found out. That's why he hasn't necessarily yeah. been he around as much, so we all hope him and his family are doing well, uh, in all honesty. So nice. uh, he's a good guy. J JD's a great human being. Sure, yeah. Seems Cute. like a good dude. Love but. talking to him. Just Yeah, everything about him is just he's very genuine and just He's a Midwestern soul. He's cute. Yeah. If that, that makes uh, sense. Dude, listen to 971 today with him on there. I was furious when I was driving home. <laughs> like, he was just like, I don't get it. What do you mean? Why is everyone mad? <laughs> like, what do you mean? Why, why are we mad? mad? What do you couch mean? Co couch coaches <laughs> love to come out. Oh, my God. That was the first time he spoke in like four months. And <laughs> it's like, what do you mean? Like, you have a fan base that's irate. We have a shitty team, and all your moves are very, very questionable at best. Yeah. All right, I got one more, just I so I can. I don't know if I answered. You got one? Did I answer I that question? More. I don't know. Yeah, yeah you did great. You nailed it. All right, thank yeah. you. Last one. Uh, we had a couple more. We're not going to read, and that's fine. There's one from a suspended account too that you replied I to. And I, I replied. I re they they oh. they brought something up, and I was like, hey, Who I, was I, it? I can't remember. I don't oh. remember. They got suspended. Their account got suspended. <laughs> I know. I was like, <laughs> Oh, that's weird. And you said we knew it was you. Yeah. Like I killed John F. Kennedy. It's probably Yarmouth's probably Yarmouth's burner. It's actually, it's actually John Wilkes Booth tweeting at us. I killed I killed Lincoln. 
We knew. We knew it was you. Yeah, we knew. We all saw. Everybody in the theater saw it. Uh, (laughs) Blew our minds. (laughs) Sorry. Is it too soon? It was 1865, man. That's fine. Next next and last question from Greg. At Greg Oryx1. Did any of the elite defensemen in the NHL get sent down, get sent up and down like Juracek? I don't remember. Is playing time in the minors... A proven method for developing top pair demon. So I don't, off the top of my head, without looking at like transaction records, I don't know of any, but I can name one off the top of my head who spent a lot of time in the AHL and is now our number one defenseman. And it's Zach Warinsky. And Zach Warinsky is our number one defenseman. He, over the last couple of years, has proven to be that. Sure. And he, Developed in the AHL but after there, he was drafted. So here's my thing, though. There was a plan in place with Zach Rowinski. Agreed. His plan was to be in the AHL and to figure it out there. Your check, we're juggling him back and forth. No plan. And I, that's where his frustration comes from. I think the plan was probably to move a defenseman earlier than what they have, and it hasn't proven to be successful. So that's why these are happening. But... To answer the question, yes. Sure. Top pairing defensemen have developed in the AHL. Absolutely they have. And yes. They will continue to do that. And we and we don't even know if your check's gonna be at that type of guy. I he like I yes. think I think there's obviously the potential for that. Uh, and I'm not to repeat myself, my thing is set the plan in place and let your check know what the plan is. And I think that's where that's why he came out in the media just like I don't know what I'm fucking doing is I haven't played in a month in HL or HL. <laughs> like that's where I'm at with that type of thing. Like, I think that's where he's at. I think that's where the frustration lies with the fans. And I think that's where the, how we become the laughing stock in the past like couple of weeks about this guy. So I think it comes down to like, all right, set, set the plan in motion. And if, if the plan is to be in the AHL for a year, have him stick there and play there. Don't bounce him back and forth and don't play him for a month. Oh, well, Okay. <laughs> Do we got any more? Yeah, that's about it. Wrap Let's it get up. Out of here. Wrap ah. it up. We're done here. We've been rambling We're for done. over two hours now. It's time to wrap this it's shit. Been two up. hours. It's been two hours. It's no, been two hours been and four minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. That's why I cut out segment three. Let's get out of <laughs> yeah. here. Let's yeah. get out of here, dude. It's bedtime. Yeah. All right, little boomers. Thanks for listening. To episode two seventy two. We love you. Is it two seventy two? Fuck, I don't, I don't know. know. I think so. It's got to be. I think something like that. It's on the show flow. It's whatever we want. Let me be. check the show flow. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at this point. All right, boomers, little boomers. We'll see you later. See you next week. Spay and neuter your 272. Source? Source? You don't, hey, turn it down. You don't say source. You're stealing my tagline now? Don't you?